everybody welcome to rpg cast episode 525 for the week of december 14 2019 i'm chris privateer here bringing you the last rpg cast of the decade joining me today peter gibson peter thomas what's your last name thomas where did gibson come from hi kelly ryan the zordon of our ev rangers oh goodness anna marie privateer I I got nothing. Alex Fuller. Anna stole my response. <laughs> Anna's I am making back. No- what do you want? So the cat just walked in here. And screamed. And just screamed at me. Like, I hear daddy yelling. I'm coming in to yell at him. <laughs> Simon? Yeah. yeah. Is Jeannie still in her hidey hole? No, actually. So... I, I don't know if I told you about this, but the vet decided that we had to start pushing her boundaries. So we took away her favorite hidey hole. So now she sits on a blanket almost in the middle of the room. And when I sit with her in the room and there's food anywhere near me, she comes and eats the food and she'll like brush up against me. But oh. me trying to pet her still sends her into a tizzy. Well, that's progress. So next step, according to the vet, is starting to burrito her with a towel and making her sit on my lap. <laughs> Forced contact. Um, try to trim her nails first. Uh, <laughs> or is that not happening? Unfortunately, the, the, the towel has to come before the nails. Okay. <laughs> because we can't get her to do the nails without the towel. Okay, gotcha. Yep. But hey, progress. And she's going to have two weeks while we're gone to just run around the house and get used to the territory. So we'll see. Hopefully she won't pick a fight with the established cats. Oh, no, they're going to the vet. Oh, okay. I think they should all go together, but Anna doesn't agree with me. Uh, No, I'm I'm a hard disagree on that one. No, you kind of need her to basically get used to the space without the other cats. So that's She's been in this house for months now. It's time to freaking... We're talking about pushing boundaries, right? Let's get her to push the boundary of, oh, that's what they smell like. I can be in the same room with them. Yeah. And then we can no, put it all so together. The, the, dilemma, the dilemma that we have right now is if she's not in her room, she finds a hole to hide in this and just true. stays there yep. and won't leave. So, like, at one point she accidentally got out of her room and she went under the bed and stayed there for, like, 14 hours until we literally chased her out. So, yeah. She sat under the bed and didn't move. She sat under the bed on my heating pad, which was very cute. Didn't move (laughs) for 14 hours. I'm like, I can't do that for 14 minutes. How do you do this for 14 hours, cat? Cats, man. This cat, no, I mean, and this is probably going to be a really weird conversation, so feel free to fast forward. This cat doesn't go to the bathroom. No, she, she pees like it. once every two days. She's like an astronaut. She just holds it she, for a she, week and a half. She poops like maybe once every two days. Yeah. It's weird. Is that weird? Because she eats food. You know she what's eats weirder? half a cup of... You know what's weirder? Talking about your cat's output. Listen, <laughs> she eats half a cup of dry food and an entire can of wet food, and she still only pees and poops once every other day. I'm so sorry. 
Except every once in a while, she has a catch-up. No wonder like, this is the last show of the decade. Yep. All right. Canceled. <laughs> Enough of our cat's bathroom habits. Hey, uh, hey, Alex. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks since you've been on. What you been playing? He was on last week. Yeah. He was on last week. Well, I wasn't on last week, so I didn't know that. <laughs> Alex, tell us what you've been playing. <laughs> I'm just yeah. going to well, you, you clearly didn't listen enough while you would have had comments about it. Mm, I, I did, Alex. Listen. Don't worry. Okay. I know you... <laughs> yes, I listened too. Alex played Virgo versus the Zodiac. Oh, that game looks good. Yeah, yeah my only concern is... is um, you think it isn't colorblind friendly and the devs disagree. I wasn't <laughs> sure. It was a... The devs disagree. What do you think, Anna? You're the colorblind one. Um, well, I, I haven't played the game, oh, so. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. It was something that sort of just sort of semi-occurred to me while I was writing the review, so. Okay. It's quite possible that it wasn't, but. Yeah, color, color's quite a big thing for the battle system in that one, so. Yeah, I was having this conversation on Twitter earlier this week because Talos Principle, I'm jumping ahead into the news, Talos Principle got announced for the Switch, which is a um, first-person puzzle game, and it reminds me a lot of The Witness, and I know from listening to the Giant Bomb guys that The Witness is not finishable if you're red, green, colorblind, or if you're colorblind at all. That? Yeah, no. I thought they fixed that. They, I mean, the guys struggled with it. I don't know if they ever patched it. Because I think... All those guys who cared about that game finished it, but whatever. Yep. Anyways, I want to hear about Steins Gate. Because the, they, like, stealth dropped two games this week. Yeah, but the other one is Steins Gate Zero, which I think I've talked about before, and I've already played it, so... Yeah, it came out on the video. I wasn't going to Yeah, so that came out on Switch. The other one was Steins Gate My Darling's Embrace, which is unexpected. Yeah, I it's, haven't even heard of this before now. It's is that sort, a sequel? It's sort of a, a, um, no, it's it's a spin-off, but it's... Is it a non-canonical the, spin-off? The, Only video yeah, game? Yeah, um, pretty much. I mean, the uh, worst kind closest comparison, I think, is sort of a fan disc that you get for other characters, which is sort of just extra scenarios and stuff. Cool. Which... Wait, so it's like a character album? Oh. Uh, not not quite. It is sort of still a visual novel, but it sort of goes full in on being dating sim. Oh, rather than being is actual Gates a dating than... sim. No. no. Okay. It's about time travel through a microwave. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can date while making ramen in the microwave. Well, yeah, and I mean, there is a canonical relationship in Steins Gate. Yeah. Well, there's also a bunch of endings, but they are basically just. Short branches off of the main story. You mean you get to pick a girl when you play the game? Is that what you're telling me? Sort the, of, the but it's game? not. It's but quite no. obviously not the actual ending when you do. Oh, okay. There, there's one kind there's of canonical girl. Okay. Got it. And her but, yeah, name it... is Canon. No? Different game. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, no, this one seems to be much more just basically a slice of life part of it because it's set basically about sort of midway through the original visual novel, I think possibly before everything goes sort of rock, wrong or all the sort of plot starts, kick, starts kicking in. Not only is it bad but... to, micro, uh, to time travel, microwave time travel especially is just going to screw you yeah. up. You should know better. Well, you're not inside the microwave. Oh, okay. Cool. 
No, the bananas are inside the microwave. Uh, they become jelly. It, it, just, yeah, it just compresses thing. you into like 16 bits of data and sends that instead. Yay, <sighs> black holes. Okay. All right. And unescapable right. destinies yeah, and chicken you know nuggets. What? You know what? Screw your Stein Gates. <laughs> Have you been playing anything else, Alex? No, I, I'm wanting okay, to hear so if the side game any good. I don't know. To be honest, I've only played a couple of hours, so it's oh. basically still in the setup phase. There's sort of hints as to what the situation is because you're in a a different world where apparently all the people are now broke and they're creating more gadgets just to earn money. But yeah, that's pretty much it. It's basically set still in the bit where they're reintroducing all the characters. They're not doing it sort of as in detail before, so you do need to be familiar with the series to actually start playing this. That makes sense. Yeah, so I was going to say, it looks like it still has the choice system of the original Slimescapes, in which case, in which you're sort of responding to text that you get from all the other characters, but I've got no idea how that's going to actually correlate to any endings and so forth. I know this does actually sort of have no bad endings, I believe, as far as I'm aware, so it is basically just pure lightheartedness and fan service. It's probably heavily involved in this. Right. Fan service. Yep. All right. The official RP Gamer fan service theme is that what that was? I don't. No, that's from something else. Is it? Is it actually? You've always quoted that, Anna. Is that actually from a thing? That's the fan service jingle. Oh. Yeah, it's from a thing. Don't ask me what. Okay. I kind of just. I think it's it's Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge Series, isn't it? It's sorry, what? <gasps> you gave the bridge, bridge series. series. Yes, it is. yes, it is. It would be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because when I picked up fan service, I also yeah, picked up super right special time. awesome. Yeah, that's right. The right time. <sighs> did. Did, did that guy milkshake talk? I don't remember. No, but he got um, a bunch of stuff taken down. Oh, okay. And it took him a while to fight to put it back up. Okay. And so I think that took a lot of his time out of actually making the abridged stuff. And okay. he moved on from Yu-Gi-Oh! to Dragon Ball. I think he, I thought the Dragon Ball was a different team, but all right. Fine. I think they got their start in Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't even know anymore. Okay. They ran out of jokes. That was obvious. <laughs> yeah, but it was actually still funny. All right. Uh, Kelly! Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry, uh, I forgot to mention my other games. Yeah. Sorry. No yeah. Problem. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm interceding. How's Ace Attorney going? Yeah, it's going well. I'm in the last case of the second game now. All right. So then Which you've, you've cross-examined what... a parrot, and you're about to cross-examine a radio? I will be cross-examining a radio. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, but yes. Such a good moment. All right. And then yeah, Neverwinter Nights, probably one of my you favorite that cases. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, no, I'm nowhere near finishing the Winter Nights. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still really struggling to understand why these games are popular. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Neverwinter is a harder one to glam onto just because it looks so old at this point. Well, I've already tried Baldur's Gate and they went horribly. Cause I got Did you try Baldur's Gate 2? Because that's yeah. the one I've tried. Okay. And you're not into it. Okay. No. I mean, so you don't like Pillars of Eternity either, then, or probably Divinity. 
I liked Original Sin 2. Like Original Sin 2. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, I really like that one. I semi liked Pillars of Eternity 2. How did you feel about the first Dragon Age? I quite, yeah, I like that one. That one? Okay. Because yeah. the first Dragon Age is very Baldur's Gate 2 inspired. Did you play it on console or PC, though? Console. Oh, okay. Never mind then. All right. Yeah, this that, makes that's, more probably, sense. that's probably why. Cause, yep. Yeah. Because it's more action based on that. Okay. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really struggle with all the dice-based mechanics. It just, it just doesn't work with me. I think it's, it's challenging. But. What I've learned is that out of those old games, what I really like isn't the combat so much. It's the the conversation systems and making skill checks, which really means I like yeah. Fallout without the shooting. Which really means I like adventure games. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite possibly how it is with me. Because yeah, it's always, it's always the battles that just wear me down completely when I try them. But so, that's why I like Pillars of Eternity see. for having just story mode. So you don't have to have any difficult battles at all. Oh yeah, I did, yeah, I did quite enjoy Pillars 2 as much as I played it. I just had to move on to other stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're long. Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with it for at least a little while and we'll see how it, how it ends up. But yeah. Okay, now we can talk to Kelly. Now we can talk. <laughs> yes, um, I finished Pokemon Sword. Yay! I, so now you started I Pokemon com- Shield. No, oh, okay. oh no, I was very tempted to because <laughs> I was, I was trying to catch them all, and getting those last few was a nightmare. Did you get them all? Yes, I got <gasps> them all. You have a living Dex in Pokemon Shield. Sh- um, technically, I'm only missing two. Um. Type Null, because I evolved the only one that you get, and Shield Doggo, whose name, oh, okay. real name I can't remember. Yeah, who cares? I, I would have to, Bread like, dog. either, yeah, I'd have to either bribe my husband to trade me his, or just buy a different oh, copy of the game. Can you just imagine, game. like, well, no, you can, does it save to the cart? I thought you I could can, pop it into his, yours, and then start a new save, I thought. To, to be honest, I don't know what it saves to. I didn't want to spend the extra $60 to find out. Um, oh, do you have it digitally? No, oh. no. Um, I would have probably bought a cart, but yeah, I just... I'm, um, I'm just it, saying it, take your husband's copy and pop it into yours and see what happens. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I asked permission, but I, he probably would say no, and that's fine, because... Um, I, I managed to get the last couple via the trade system. Now, bear, bear in mind, this one doesn't have a GTS, so you're basically blind trading with strangers. And there's a very interesting game of trades going on when you're trying to blind trade with strangers because you pick your Pokemon, they pick theirs, and you decide if you want to trade or not. Hmm. Well... I would try to stick my version exclusive in and kind of hint to the other person that, hey, I need your version exclusive. And most of the time that wouldn't work because people were either trying to trade me the starters or dittos. And eventually I kind of found a person that got at what I was getting at and like managed to trade me pretty much every version exclusive I needed. And then at that point, what you can do, and most people will kind of do this with you, is if you put up, like your version has shield, or if your version has sword doggo and you put that up, most people get that you want shield doggo. 
and you can trade with them and then trade back mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. any sense yeah so at the very least you can get your pokedex finished um i could see somebody kind of scamming you doing that but of course. Uh, the the person i got was really cool and it kind of got the okay now give me my dog back um and just doing this to fill out the pokedex and that's it mm-hmm. um the rest of the tri- the rest of trying to catch them all involved just spamming the uh raids and hoping that what i needed would show up in the raids and then hoping that what i needed i would actually catch which was very anxiety inducing um i've been i i still haven't had a chance to catch a gigantic snorlax because those jerks just will not get in the ball um i don't know if you've seen gigantic snorlax it's got like a it's got a forest growing on it yeah it's it's so fat that it's got its own ecosystem <laughs> If if I catch one, I'm gonna name it Yo Mama. Just... It's like those uh, big Pokemon in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that I I actually finished Pokemon over Thanksgiving break, and then have been kind of in the, uh, between game limbo, trying to figure out what I wanted to play next. And then um, it was it NIS that's putting Trails Three on the Switch. Yes. Um, so NIS pretty much made my decision for me when they decided to put Trails 3 on the Switch. Um, so it's like, okay, I finally have motivation to finish Trails of Cold Steel 2. And I'm in, like, Act 2, Part 3 right now, where you're trying to, um, trying to power up, um, Breen's sword and his mech, uh, and going and doing Trials and stuff. Trails has mechs? Yes. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Spoilers. Not really, but... The whole separate battle system for the mechs. Yes. So, like, Xenogears. Kind of. Uh, they have yeah, separate battle of. systems for the mechs. What do you want? I, I mean, yeah, I guess. But um, I, I like the mech, bottle, mech battles. They're a lot of fun. And I've been on kind of a trails kick because I also finally figured out how to play... Um, Trails, uh, Trails the Third, like a console game, because I hooked up my laptop to my TV and got a 360 controller so that I can play Trails the Third just on my couch and step nice. on my laptop. Yeah, I I've, Steam Big Picture Mode is really nice, and it amuses me that so many games are controller compatible with that, like right off the bat. I was actually surprised that Viscera Cleanup Detail was controller compatible, even though it controls like crap with a controller. Well, that's why you need a $5 Steam controller. Oh, they're all sold out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of missed the boat on that, yeah, unfortunately. Right. Um, Trails the Third, I'm kind of digging, though it runs like crap on my laptop just because my laptop is is very old it was like a hand-me-down from um my husband because he bought a new laptop this year and i had originally just planned on using my old one or his old one for like work and uh writing and stuff it's not really intended to be a gaming laptop unfortunately but it works for trails the third just because it's not really pushing a lot of polygons um and Trails the Third is the third game in the Trails in the Sky series, and it's basically just kind of like uh, one long dungeon and like, oh, here's a bunch of story bits that we couldn't include in the main game, and we just including them as flashbacks. Um, 
the reason why I'm playing it is because uh, Josh said that it does tie into story, the main overall story, um, particularly with Trails the Third having, um, or no, no, I'm sorry, Trails of Cold Steel Three having Trails uh, in the Sky characters come back, which was what I was mainly interested in. Um, but right now my priority is finishing Trails of Cold Steel 3 first since I can actually um, play that on my Vita and my PS3. And I will be so glad to play the third one on the Switch that I don't have to deal with the whole, oh, did I remember to upload my save file to the cloud? Oh, no, I didn't. So uh, can you remind me which of these games is on the Switch? Just that one? Cold yeah. Steel 3 will be it's, the first Trails game. Yeah, oh. it, yeah the first Legend of Heroes game ever on the Switch. Yes. Oh, boy. Not on a Nintendo console. I was looking forward to Legend of Heroes 1. Come on. Um, the, the original Legend of Heroes oh, that yeah. was on PSP? Yeah. <laughs> no, there were, ones before, there were ones before PSP. Yeah. I, I tried to play that first PSP game, and the problem was that I got stuck and nobody had played it, so there was no walkthrough. Well, they played it. Nobody wanted to finish it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I was reviewing Wrath of the White Witch, and I got stuck. And that's yeah, Nino uh, yeah, that's Nino Kuni. No, Kuni, a, you know? I, I, no. I prophecy, prophecy of the Moonlight Witch. Thank there you. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Alex knew what I meant. I don't know how. I sort of knew. I sort of knew what you meant too, but I couldn't remember the subtitle. And aren't two of the games like swapped in English? Yeah, prophecy of the moonlight. Yeah, prophecy of the moonlight witch is labeled Legend of Heroes two when it's actually the first of that trilogy. Okay. The Tear of the Moon should be the first one, or should be the second one. But it's okay. You shouldn't play any of them, from what I've heard. Yeah, no, those ones aren't good. Well, it depends Uh how. Uh oh! Horrible localizations are. The localization in those are bad. They were done by Bamco <laughs> before Bamco cared about good localizations. So it's the the same Bamco as now then. No, yeah, no that's when they not were, true. When they, when they were still just called Bandai. Uh, oh. Yeah, Bandai oh, was no, pretty oh. loose and 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 not very structured with their localizations. Mm. I worked on some of their license stuff, and yeah, there was like no quality control. Yeah. That was that Digimon stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it was you Digimon can, stuff. Yeah, you can see some of the actual charm in the games, but yeah, the localization really. You have to dig deep for it, huh? <laughs> do uh, do those first games even like tie into the overall Kiseki story? Nope. Okay. They are their own trilogy. Ah. Uh. Okay, so the thing that really didn't get going until Trails of the Sky, huh? Yeah. I mean, I they tangentially relate, but like when people are all, oh, you have to play every game before you play Cold Steel, no one includes those ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I just heard you on a podcast the other night saying you don't have to do that, but like I realize that you're saying even the people who say you have to do that don't say you have to do that. <laughs> so, Wow. Hi. So how's everybody? Yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. I, at some point, I also need to play Crossbell because that also ties into the overall story. But um, Josh and I were talking. Hopefully, the they'll the fan translation will come up for the second Crossbell game next year. Or I mean, right, there is first, a version of it out now, but yeah, there's a better version. What's coming. out? What's out first? The Crossbell fan translation or Mother Three on the Switch? Uh, the fan translation. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> and it's funny because I picked up a copy of one of the crossbow games in Japan for in the clearance bin for like five bucks. Huh, nice. Excellent. Yeah, I, I bought that just to have it. Must have been the PSP <laughs> one. Oh, yeah, it was the PSP one. Um, there was a ton of PSP games like in clearance bins in Japan. I could have went really nuts there, but I had to kind of hold back. Because you didn't want to tote them all home? Yeah, yeah, no, we had enough stuff to tote home as it is. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what I've been playing. My goal is to have is to hopefully have uh, Cold Steel two done by Christmas. What happens if you don't make that? Do we get like remuneration of some sort? No, I'll just oh, okay. be playing more Trails of or more Cold Steel <laughs> so two. Just and, keep playing. It's nothing. Um, Literally no consequences. And we'll... And probably won't get to my Christmas games until oh, a little bit later, but no, that's okay because Christmas games. I uh, have two weeks off, or I'm off from like the 23rd till the second anyway. So, um, but it probably would be a good thing because one of my uh, projects is to get the garage cleaned out to make room for our new car that's coming in January. You're getting a new car, a brand new car. Well, and I'd like you to focus on a different aspect of that statement. She's going to go clean the garage. Can I have you clean the basement? <laughs> well, I mean, do you need to fit a car in the basement? No, no but we, we need, need to fit, to fit my mother. parents. <laughs> <laughs> so, See, the, pro- the problem is that my current car is, like, really small. And that's fine for the garage right now, but we're getting another Fusion. So we'll have two Ford Fusions, and those aren't as tiny as a Focus. So I need to kind of make room for the Fusion. (laughs) You should have gotten two Focuses. That way you could call Uh. out the Focus group. (laughs) Really, Chris? I'm I'm getting a divorce. Um, One, they don't make the Focus anymore. And two, my husband hates the Focus because it's too small. All right. Is that everything you've been playing? Well, I I was going to say instead we'll have Fusion Poe in the garage since, you know, two Fusions. Uh, Uh, I'm leaving you too, Kelly. Okay. Goodbye. (laughs) All these puns. All right. Is that everything you've been playing? Yes. Yeah. All right. Peter. Hi. Yeah. I have been uh, quite busy. (laughs) Um, So I missed last week, uh, which had the first two games um, that I'm not going to talk about as much. Um, But I am finished with Pokemon Shield. So check another one off the list. I know. Um, I did start doing the completion of the decks thing. Um, but I actually got kind of burnt out from it because I was going really hard for a little while there. And uh, I'm not doing as much trading. So most of the things I've gotten, I've caught myself. Um, so I think I, I left off at like uh, 250 or 270 caught, I think, and 350 seen. So a um, little over halfway there. But uh, I put it down and ended up uh, booting up Iconoclast because it was on sale for the Switch and it's something that I've been eyeballing for quite some time. And uh, if you are a fan of Metroidvania-style games, um, Iconoclast is actually a lot of fun. Um, There are 
a lot of familiar mechanics that that made it easy to kind of jump into but there's some unique bits about it um specifically around her one uh, melee weapon which is a wrench um that kind of makes the puzzling piece of it a lot of fun um so i i ended up going through that uh in a weekend i think it it didn't take me long at all um but i enjoyed the crap out of it and the storyline in it was was so good it was um it kind of touches on a lot of uh the i guess the argument between um religion and having uh like a faith in a religion versus being like a diehard religious nut um so it it was uh i guess it caught me off guard i wasn't expecting it to be as deep as it was for you know a 12 hour uh metroidvania style game but um yeah they did really well or i should say he i believe he developed it all on his own um and uh it was uh just a lot of fun i enjoyed the crap out of it and like i said it it kind of took me by surprise as to how deep it was for being um a shorter game but my most recent um i guess craze for lack of a better term has been uh, persona so i had been sitting on persona 5 for what's it been almost three years now um i think it came out uh in april of, of 2017 um and i can't believe I did because it's just so good. Um, I, I've always enjoyed of the SMT series. I've always enjoyed the persona ones the most. Um, I do own most of them. Um, so like digital devil saga and, and, uh, nocturne and all the other, uh, interesting spinoffs as well as I've played, uh, quite a bit of the original SMT games, but none of them really captured me the way that persona did. And, five is like one of the best, if not the best iteration of it. Um, there's so much that I enjoy about it. Like all the little details that they put in, um, you know, the, for most people who played, they know the premises that you are, you know, uh, this phantom thief that goes around and finds awful people and attempts to change their heart by visiting their, deepest most wicked desires and stealing it from them and uh when you do that uh there's like little um there's a little bar during like the load screens that show basically the people's belief in you uh created from your fan site spelled p-h-a-n um that uh tells how how people believe in the phantom thieves and reading the comments uh on the bottom of it is the comments is hysterical. Oh my gosh. It fits right in with that. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's, yeah, there's all these people that are like, LO, yeah, right. You know, uh, this is just a scam. Honestly, like I think that. they could have a lot more harsh comments than they do to be more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It could have been, it could have been pretty brutal. Um, but just watching that slowly change as the, as the percentage of approval, uh, rises has been really neat to see. Um, and it's got all the, other you know stuff that you'd expect from persona um managing your time has been overwhelmingly uh fun um but it's also been exhausting uh, i feel like it's it's like a day in, in real life um 
trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with all of my time. Um, I think I'm about everybody except for the main caretaker. I think his name is Sojuro. Yeah. Um, Sojuro. Yeah. He, uh, he's the only confidant that I have that's, that's lower rank than everybody else. But, um, I think everybody else is around rank four or five at this point. Um, all of my skills are at two except for proficiency, which is three. Um, so I put a, a pretty good debt and I think I'm clocked in at almost 40 hours at this point. I'm so um, excited. You're loving this game. Oh yeah. my gosh. I mean, I, so I knew I would enjoy it. I really did, but I didn't know that I would enjoy it this much. Um, I, I don't know if it's the characters that are pulling me in, if it's the story and the whole, um, you know, phantom thieves, I guess, uh, aesthetic about it, but it's just, it's, it's really charming. Um, you know, the team, uh, that builds the persona games, uh, they, they do a really good job with capturing a whole bunch of different personalities in these main characters. And I've just, uh, I've really enjoyed it. I think I'm, I'm up to four party members now. Um, you know, you get two pretty much like the other games, you get two pretty early on and then you get another one a little bit later. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's just every one of them is different and unique. And uh, the the outfits that they wear has, has honestly made me want to look around and find out if there's a way that I can buy those outfits. I love the plaid uniforms. Mm. Um, they're just, they're really great. Um, Which chapter are you in? So I'm, I'm looking on for 7th. information on my third palace. Okay. Yeah. I think that was the Gluttony Palace, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, piggy. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, um, I, I picked it up. I started tinkering around with it and then just immediately got sunk into it. So I am... I am you, you are know, ruining nose, Persona 5 Royal deep. for yourself is what you're doing. Like, <laughs> well, No, we talked about this style. on Twitter because... He has Persona 5. Why doesn't he just play Persona 5 as opposed yeah. to spending 60 or $100 on, on another version of the game? version of the game that Isn't has it? more stuff in it? Yeah. So more, it I... has an extra character. It has more things, Yeah, more and guess what? In three years, when it's down to nineteen ninety nine. he'll buy it and play it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidebar for a second uh-oh. and just say that I've already pre-ordered it. Yeah! <laughs> oh, Peter, you disappoint me. And then he's not I mean, going to play it, and the Switch release of Persona 5 Royal will come out, and he'll buy that. There is never going to be a Switch release of Persona 5. Uh, oh, this is going to... Uh, I, oh, I I'm going to get nailed for waiting. this in three years, aren't I? Yeah. I think that they're waiting to see how Scramble is going to do before they pull that trigger. Oh, yeah, I think no I think pun intended. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's Persona Three, Anna, with the guns. Well, the, it's relevant. Okay, now yes. I'm leaving you, Anna. No, um, <laughs> no, I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I think that Persona Five took all the best things from the entire series so far and put them into one huge mashup of a game, and I, I it's my favorite Persona, hands yeah. down. I, I Not think it's the mine. general opinion and, on the site, though. Um, I I know Josh was kind of mad on it, and so was um Sam. Sam, yeah, Sam. I I was kind of the odd man out on our backtrack. 
Interesting. We need to do a backtrack second opinion with Peter. So <laughs> second opinion have... backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can have someone on my side and say, see, you're both wrong. The backtrack I'm, well, I'm curious to know why they thought it was meh. Because, I mean, even if you take out my own fandom of, of the Persona and the SMT series in general, I mean, it's a really solid RPG. Uh, I don't really... Um, Sam's is because um, her favorite is three, and she said that it's been really hard to kind of top three. Three had and the best I story out remember... of the three. Yeah, and I can't remember why Josh. He can uh, rebut hmm. when we can talk the to him later. Um, a bit simplified in this one as well, so you lose some of the challenge elements. It's simplified, and yet it's complicated because they add back Psych and Nuke, which haven't been in the series since two. My, honestly, the Persona experience for me is all style, music, and presentation. So, five is like just oozing with it. So it's good for me. I don't mind. Um, yeah, I do think three story was a little better, but who cares? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and then you get into the really hardcore SMT fans that think that all the Persona fans are just scrubs. So it's t- different strokes for different folks. Oh, frankly. oh, Nocturne time. Right? Yeah, frankly, yeah. screw I... that game. <laughs> yes, well, there was a long conversation in our Discord this week about how everybody wanted Nocturne to be remade, and I'm like, hell no, no I don't. You don't. <laughs> no, um, I thought I Nocturne was that. garbage. Please don't. Why? It's butt. You're I... gonna be playing Royal with me in three Manny months. Manny loves. Manny loves Nocturne. Great. And and the speedrunners, it looked neat too. I don't know what's no, going it's... on in that game. No, my my problem with Nocturne is that or SMT one and two had such amazing stories, and that you didn't feel punished for kind of doing your own thing, um, whether you did the neutral chaos or a wall path. Um, Nocturne punished you for doing the neutral path. You got the worst ending. Is Nocturne a first person dungeon crawl? No, no, right? no. So it, it's it's, a... it's yeah, because it's not an actual SMT game then. So or mainline. Like all the other ones that are first version. No, it's mainline. It's, uh, oh. I mean, it's Shimegami Tensei 3. Not but fair. it's just, okay. I, I, I'm trying I, to, okay. It, Let me, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to get this straight in my head while I'm thinking about it. We've got SMT 1 is on the SNES, and SMT 2 is on the SNES, and they're first person yes. dungeon crawlers. Yes. Okay. Yep. Then we have 3 on the PS2 is the next one? Or yeah. Is that yeah. PS1? A PS2. No, okay. it was PS2. PS2. So they skipped PS2. a whole generation in there. Yeah, Mm because they did Persona 1 and 2 instead. Persona 1 and 2 on the PlayStation. Okay, SMT Persona. And then Digital Devil stuff is somewhere in there? Is PS2 as well. PS2. Digital Devil Saga 1 and 2. Okay. I love the story of that game. Those are monster collecting games, I don't think, no, I don't think you would like Digital Devil Saga. I think the religious overtones would annoy the hell out of you. Well, I mean, they've all got that to some degree. Yeah, this is... Hold on, hold on. There's another one. This is real strongly... Then there's the Demon Detective one. Also on PS2? Uh, that's Devil PS2. Summoner. That's Rido. Rido, so there's, Devil Summoner There's actually multiple Devil Summoners. I can't remember if we got both of them. One of them's in our basement, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, also PS2. So just PS2 is the resurgence of SMT because they took this break on the PS1 for Persona and said, well, this is never going anywhere. And then, <laughs> then they release a bunch of more SMT games, none of which are first-person dungeon crawlers or Persona games until... Persona 3 hits, and then all of a sudden it dominates the future of SMT. PS2 and PS3? No, that was all PS2. PS2 for 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 Persona 3 and Persona 4. No, Um, I swear I played Persona 4 on the PS3. You played Persona 4 on the Vita. 
No, I. That's Persona Four Golden. Yeah. And Persona you, Four was um, PS2. Maybe, yeah, they're did both you have PS2 a backwards games. compatible PS3? Yeah, I must have. Yeah. So yeah. Persona um, Three. Also... So Persona Three and Four come out, and then around that time, did we get? Um, oh God, I've just blanked on them. Uh, uh, the uh, SMT three, uh, not three, but the 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 DS one, right? Oh, Strange um, Journey. There was Strange Journey, which was supposed to be SMT four, but then. They there decided was it was a little weird, but the, yeah. so it was. It was a strange journey. Okay, so then we've got strange journey. The Persona thing's going on, but their sideline that's back to first person dungeon crawling. Um, mm-hmm. so SMT four, yeah. Sideways. So strange journey and four and four apocalypse are all first person well, dungeon. Four crawlers. apocalypse was three DS. We haven't gotten the three DS yet, but oh. okay. So what about were there any other portable like mascotty games? They didn't do yes. any. Okay, what did they, they do there? They did a DS tactics game. Uh, Devil Survivor. Yes, Survivor. Yeah, Chris likes that one. Devil Survivor. I like the 3DS remake because the original DS game crashed. Oh, well, that's not good. All right, so that was a tactical RPG? Yeah. Okay. So, tactical RPG on the DS, first person dungeon crawler on the DS. Um, Then we get the 3DS. We have remakes of both of those games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just put them out again this time on the 3ds and they're the better versions and they release mm-hmm. smt4 on the 3ds and then later put out a better version of smt4 on the no 3- it's a sequel direct 3DS? sequel yeah yeah, yeah see oh right sequel to smt4 just later in the meantime we get ports of persona 3 to the psp and then ports of persona 4 to the vita right and both of those games had unique content that was only available in them so they, they are the quintessential forms of their games with two exceptions one i think the persona 3 or 4 port takes out all the walking around so you lose a bunch yeah, of conversations yeah so in persona in the city. 3 yeah they remove walking yep. and they don't include fest. Yeah, and they don't. Yeah, they don't have the fest content or the answer content. So unfortunately, I can't consider that to be the best version of three. But whatever, because it, it's just kind of a mess. Because they add the female I, protagonist, which is also really cool. Amazing. So like, it's like they give they it and they take have it away. The FES content and nice. portable. No. Nice. Okay. I thought they did. My bad. Yeah, we kind of need the fan cut of Persona 3 that puts <laughs> the pre- puts all the stuff into one package, which will never happen because it's across release different systems. The, <laughs> release the Snyder cut. Yeah, of... exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so there, there's our... Okay, so that's Persona... Does that catch us up to Persona 5? Or are yeah, there any so. other things? Okay, so... Um, there were Soul Hackers on 3DS. <gasps> which was Hackers! also a remake. It was a yes. remake of a game we never got. What? But what system was that on? Uh, 3DS. No. The original. The so that... original Soul Hackers was Saturn and PS One. The remake is 3DS. Oh, okay. so back to the PS One era and the Saturn era, we have Soul Hackers, which is what kind of game? First person um, dungeon first... crawler. A oh, first person yeah. dungeon crawler. Okay, so that that PlayStation era, that, they still they they didn't abandon first person dungeon crawlers. They just made it a different game. Okay. So Soul Hackers, the remake, is still a first person? Yes. Okay. So for the first person dungeon crawler aspect of all this, and I don't know why I went down this rat hole at this point, but this was fun. Um, we have Persona 1. Or no, no, excuse me. We have SMT1, SMT2. We have Soul Hackers. Then we have Persona. Or then we have Strange Journey, um, SMT4, SMT4A, and that's it for first person? There were some GBA games as well. Devil Kids. Yes, Devil that Kids. was the Pokemon. 
Yeah, Weird those were the Pokemon style games. Those were first person dungeon crawlers? Um, no, they were no. just like straight up Pokemon. RPGs. Okay, did you play yeah, those, Anna? I did. Yeah, you probably collected all the Jack. Frosts. Yeah, that's how I found out who stole my bag. Uh, who stole? Oh, okay. And there's also, oh, crap, the last Bible series, which is was more never medieval. translated. Um, they're fan translated. What is it? The last and Bible. We, the last we did Bible. Get, oh, we boy. did get one GBA or Game Boy Color last Bible, but that was called Revelations Demon Slayer. Yeah. Okay. What kind of game is that? Um, set in medieval times, but more with the MSMT demon negotiation kind of first person, thing. third person action um, RPG collecting. What is? What are we doing? Mahjong. No, more uh, Final Fantasy style. Final Fantasy overhead. Oh, yeah, turn based. Turn based overhead. Turn based overhead. Turn based overhead. I don't know what else do you call Final <laughs> Fantasy. Turn based side like turn based battle system is like. You run around overhead, and then get into the battle system with side view. Yeah. So, like, does um, it do like that? Oh, whatever. Okay. Um, hard, I just posted it in the Discord. Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One has a very good overview of the entire yeah, entire series. Of all the spinoffs. <laughs> like, oh, here we go with screenshots of them all in order, yeah. and then oh, then yeah. stop. Um, oh, Famicom versus Event Megami Tensei. I didn't because know it was on we- the Famicom. We didn't even get into uh, Majin Tensei, which was the Fire Emblem clone. Oh my gosh, there was Megami Tensei before there was Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, that of was course. the Super Ninten- Nintendo Shin game. Shin means new, so. <laughs> oh. hmm. And then there's yeah. Kyukaku. Oh my gosh, whatever. SMT is a bit of a rabbit hole, if you can't tell. I can't tell. Um. Not only that, um, SM- Shin Megami Tensei If is the one that pretty much splits SMT and Persona. Yeah, so SMT If is sort of like Persona 0. 0.5. Oh, mm-hmm. we missed If. That's on the SNES too, right? No. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 Super yeah. Famicom. Yeah, yeah. We have a copy of it downstairs. We do, and there's this fan translation now. Yeah, a friend of mine mm-hmm. did it. Oh, that was the one where the guy got salty because the fans were being Oh, jerks. yeah, Gideon. Oh, man, deep... At- Seriously, people would like go to his Twitter account and on completely unrelated tweets be like, "Hey man, where's the SMTF translation?" <laughs> uh, like, p- could people, you be like any those... less douchey about this? Uh, people like those are why we can't not. have nice things. Yeah, no, that is quintessential. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay, so. the, all right, back to Persona Five. Then I don't know why <laughs> I got down this rabbit hole, but this was fun. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a very fun rabbit hole. It's a good it's rabbit a hole because Peter's been playing a different SMT. Yeah, yeah. So because of that, um, the reason I, I played my Switch so heavily is because obviously with the baby, it's harder to sit in front of a console and play. Um, so my my Persona 5 time, even though I've got a bunch of play time in it, is not actually the, the primary one that I get to play. Um, so I ended up picking up um, Persona 3 Portable, uh, on my Vita, and that's kind of like my carry around with me everywhere when I'm not playing Persona 5. So I'm getting like double doses of Persona everywhere I go, and it's been just as enjoyable. So I did end up starting with the uh, female main character. Hooray! Um, and I will say that uh, everything about this game is, is spot on for what I need. Uh, I don't mind that it's you don't have to explore everything that it's kind of like fast travel map stuff. It actually reminds me of the OG uh, SMT games. 
mm-hmm. uh, because they used to use the map. I mean, even the OG Persona games used to use just a map and then you only dungeon crawled. Um, so that's kind of what it feels like. Um, the one thing I will say I'm missing from the female side of things is uh, the music. Um, they changed the uh, OST quite a bit for her stuff. Ooh, so being... Wouldn't be that. That's the that's the male that's one of the that's male the themes. male one yeah, um so I do miss that theme song uh, for the battles and I miss um, even the exploratory stuff uh, there's a song that's different there uh, but it's not like you know this make or break thing so uh, the thing I miss the most Peter about this exploratory stuff is Persona's always good at having good music and cicada sound effects in the background at the same time mm. while you run around mm. during the summer. And, like, you can't do that if there's no exploring. Come on. Where's my cicadas? Well, yeah, there's no cicadas. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I'm not that far into um, summer. Bless you. But, you. Uh, yeah. It's, um yeah, it's like I said, for what I need right now and just getting through, I had the original Persona 3 and got to, I don't know, maybe, like, the 70th floor or something of Tartarus. Um, so I've never beaten P3 and did you get uh, to the same... twist? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Oh, wow. um, and I, the same with persona four, I think I got to, uh, on the original did persona you get to the 4, dungeon in, persona I got 4? to Rise's dungeon, whatever hers you is. You need to just go finish these games. What oh, you that means you didn't do, wait, did you do Kanji's dungeon? No. Oh, <gasps> Does yeah. he come become before or after? Yeah, I think he does come before. Say. Yeah, I think he does. Oh, that means you don't know the secret about Teddy. <gasps> no. Or no. or and um or I've the been avoiding so much about Teddy and and Tartarus and all this stuff for years. Persona. <laughs> so why are you playing Persona Five now? Because uh, it's here. You can play Persona I, I, Three and Four, finish those, then play Five Royal when it comes out, no, which you already have pre-ordered. That's, that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Sorry. <laughs> So do it your way, I guess um, I ended up getting uh, persona Four golden and uh, that's also on the Vita and it'll be waiting for when I'm done with either five or three, whichever one comes first. Um, I I'm hoping that it'll come after three and not five. What are you playing three on uh, the Vita? Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It'll be a little harder. uh, If you have a, uh, what's it called? The PSP mini, the no, What's it? The, the slidey, go. the go. Yeah. PSP, P3P on the go. That feels high tech. And you need like your, your white earbuds and then you feel like the main character. <laughs> I do not have a go. I do have an OG. Well, it's not an OG PSP, but it's, um, I think it's a 2000 model. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next revision. Yeah, that's better up. than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you already got the Vita and you're okay holding it, then. May as well go oh yeah, the red screen. I I think the oh, Vita is a which Vita do you a, have? Uh, the white one. The, yeah, but is it the fatty Vita or the slimmed up Vita? No, I think it's a fatty. Okay, so OLED screen then. All right, good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, I've been just completely swamped in Persona stuff and loving every minute of it. It's been great. Um, if you still feel Persona by the time you finish these games, the um. Uh, Persona 2, both games, is really good, too. Yeah, you can play Persona 1 and 2? No, I'm talking uh, Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment. Yeah, yeah but so which I have... version of Persona 2 Eternal Punishment does he play? 
Yeah, um, I have, the only yeah, one that's in English. Oh, the, it, then which version of Innocent Sin does he play? Sorry. No, the only one that's in English. No, no, one. <laughs> no, no, no. There's the they re-released. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't Innocent do that. That's Sin a fan translation, out. right? Yeah. No, Innocent Sin came out on the PSP, and then they were going to bring it over, but it was so late in the PSP. PSP's life. It's oh, like, eh, you're, no, no, you're that's exactly my point, though. Like, you're gonna go to a 3D remake, or you're gonna go to a remake and then an original as the sequel, and it's gonna be weird. Yeah, um, Eternal Punishment is pretty hard because it's a PS1 game, and mm-hmm. the localization isn't that great. Well, and then but you, it's still you're gonna fun. get the uh, newer music stylings in the remake one, and then you're gonna go back to the original music in the stylings in the in the PS1 one. Oh, it's gonna be weird. I hope you do that just to tell me how weird it is. I've actually it's been weird. curious about the order. If Innocent Sin came first before Eternal Punishment as far as the story goes. Um, but yeah, I have both of those. Um, the only Persona game I've actually beaten was the um, original one that got remade for the PSP. So, Oh, you've uh, already done that on the PSP? Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, you you know that's that one's weird too because like, um, yeah, it's the remake style which means it's got like new music from the dude what makes the mu- cool music in the new games and mm-hmm. i don't know i he may have been the one who made the original music too i, I forget if we figured that out at some point i don't remember anymore but the remake soundtrack is much smaller than the original soundtrack so they replace a lot of tracks with like half the amount of tracks and hmm. i find that to be a weird choice that's strange because i think the if you bought the playstation portable version it came with the full soundtrack and there's 80 some tracks on it so what? The oh, fact okay. that it's I gotta go smaller. look that all up again because I, yeah. I was looking at the soundtrack list for the two games, and it was smaller, and it made sense because it's a remake, and he's got to do new music, and doing as many tracks will cost more. But well, whatever. Yeah, just one sidebar before I finish up too is um, I actually was um, booting up my PlayStation Classic to um, hack it with a different um, kernel. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I saw on the original game list that they actually have revelations persona on it mm-hmm. yeah and don't was, play that version it's terrible yeah well i was but, surprised but that has all the original music right yeah no it that that yeah. version is god awful don't touch it with the 10 foot foot pole so that that particular version if i recall whitewashes some of the characters right um, changes a bunch of the characters the localization is bad and it takes out an entire subplot oh wow yeah. You're talking about the Snow Queen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh it was it was you know, when I saw it sitting there I was kind of confused cuz I I don't see Persona as this like mainstream title, so um to see it on the PlayStation Classic seemed a little bizarre, but then I remembered that, you know, there is a lot of hype for it now um than there was back when the PlayStation actually existed. So Yeah, um, I mean I understand their thinking, but the fact that they did that version and it's that version is awful. I I played it back in the day. It's horribly unbalanced. Yeah, they had oh. no problems putting sequels on there. I mean, there's Tekken three and there's a couple other ones. So I'm surprised they wouldn't have picked the the later of the two um, and did Persona two instead. Yeah, they, I I would have been okay with Persona two, but who yeah. knows what kind of deal that they had to wing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, friends don't let friends play Revelations. (laughs) Anyways, so that's where I've been. Uh, 40 plus hours 
well, I guess closer to 50 now, uh, if you count Persona 3, of just pure Persona the last two weeks. Oh, you're going to get burned out. I, what a way to get burned out, right? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not complaining. If he's playing the original, or the uh, 3 and 5, those ones are paced a lot better than like 1 and 2. So here you go, Peter. The uh, Oh, I see why I think it was half the amount. So it's the original Persona soundtrack is four discs, and the new one is two discs. Right. But the fourth disc is tiny. And mm. yeah. Anyway, it's all different. So whatever. Hmm. It doesn't matter that much. <laughs> I just know that my favorite thing about the Persona 1 soundtrack is the uh, pharmacy song. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the pharmacy song. I don't think so. When I think of music, Probably. the only song that comes into my head outside of like a few of the main themes is the Every Day is Great at Your Junais. Oh, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like it's that. It's like good. a little it's a little song that just kind of sings in the pharmacy that talks about the various healing items and what they do. And it's very catchy. And I I found out going to Japan that a lot of places actually have songs like that that play in stores, which is kind of neat. You know what's really cool? Going yes. to Japan to the Pokemon Center, and it plays the Pokemon Center's music inside there while you're in there. See, that's there was, pretty amazing. <laughs> they, we went to one of the ones in one of the malls, and they was just playing um, like the basic music soundtrack from one of the first i want to say one of the first seasons of the show because it's the one that my husband has because he was kind of singing along well i mean i went in 2009 to one pokemon center i don't imagine every pokemon center is going to do this forever till the end of time so Uh, i mean come on (laughs) if you were working there you'd go insane if that's all you played over and over (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm listening to the pharmacy song now and it's uh i like it (laughs) Yeah, we we was I need in the a translation ramen. though. <laughs> we we was in a ramen shop and I was just listening. And it's like this sounds just like the pharmacy song. So there's a pharmacy song, Anna. You were missing in Persona, and they sing about the things you can buy in the pharmacy. And apparently, there's places in Japan where this was a thing that you would do. That you'd have the place uh, a song that pimps its products yeah. inside the place yeah. of business. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I have no idea what they were saying, so I could be wrong. My husband could have translated what they were saying in the ramen shop, but it just the tune reminded me of the pharmacy song. Oh, Ninji tells me we missed a pers- uh, SMT game. SMT Sharp FE. Oh. Oh, I mean, then you get into, like, dancing all night. That's a TMS like that. game. It's a TMS? Yeah. What does that mean? Nice Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh my gosh, I've never noticed that. Ah, Phoenix Down. Oh, Miles Prowler. Okay. Miles per hour. Okay, cool. What are we doing now? Are we done? Is that it? I no, maybe. How are you doing, Peter? I'm done with my games. Okay. I think it's time for me to go and then you, Anna. I've been playing Path of Exile. (laughs) Still. Sorry. I can't drag myself away. 
Um, I got real excited. They just started a new league last night, and I've been kind of building a character plan all week, and um, not like the cool sort of in-depth character plans that the crazy people do, but like just reading stuff and figuring out what I want to do in my head, and now I'm doing it, and it's fun, and I'm addicted to Diablo-style gameplay, and I hate myself for playing a game that never ends instead of all these games I could play that do have endings, and so, yeah. That's all. I still haven't finished Outer Worlds. I still haven't finished Pokemon. I still haven't finished Dragon Quest XI-S on the Switch. I still haven't finished this, that, and the other thing. And I feel dumb about it all. The end. Yay, Chris. It's it's okay. <laughs> well, I feel so reassured and comforted now. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Why don't you talk about your games, Anna? I'm going to go cry in a corner. Um, since I've been gone for a couple of weeks, I have a few things to talk about. So uh, my friend Ninji has been harassing me for literally years to play the Blackwell series. And so over the American Thanksgiving break, Chris and I sat down and played the entire Blackwell series yeah, and what? Unavowed. Yeah. So, Unavowed's really cool. Unavowed is great. I mean, Blackwell series is good and fun. And I thought when we were done with that, I'm like, I'm good with that story. I don't want new characters. That's not going to match it. And then Unavowed comes and it's like, okay, this is actually even better. Okay, cool. So the Blackwall series is five classic point and click adventure games uh, where you are playing a woman in a line of women that are um, mediums who help ghosts pass over to the light. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, as the series progresses, the length, the complexity, and the art direction, and even the voice acting all get seriously improved. So if you play the first game and you're like, I don't know, this is okay, I guess. Keep going if you like the premise, because everything about the game gets better the more, the more games you play. And then you get to Unavowed, Anna. And then I'm, it's a tragedy. Just, just Unavowed a tragedy. is wild. It's a tragedy. Just, that's all it was. Yeah, just a, a tragedy. tragedy. <laughs> so Unavowed is set in the same canonical world as the Blackwell series. Yeah. But as Chris said, it has completely new characters. And the idea is, is the Unavowed is an agency that has you know, thousands and thousands of years of history. And you are They're supernatural cops, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so they've gotten very busy because all of a sudden the supernatural have gone bananas in the last year or so. So a year ago, you got possessed by a demon and went and started to go on a crazy rampage. And you're doing all of this stuff. And all of these things individually don't make a lot of sense. Um, and then about halfway through the game, it's like, oh, we understand how all these things work together. And then near the end of the game, you're like, oh, it's plot twist time. I I didn't see that coming. No, it was pretty good. That was a really good plot twist. Pretty good, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the other cool thing about the game is, is there's a ton of replayability because you come to all of these decisions. And a lot of the decisions boil down to kill them or don't kill them. Not always. Um, there can be some nuance to those decisions. Um, so, and I mean, there are usually three decisions to be made. Um, 
Yeah, kill them, don't kill them, and then some kind of compromise. Yeah, they'll have consequences later on, so you can play it again. You can change your backstory. Yeah, and and this is the thing that's super neat: is when you start the game, you choose one of you're either a boy or girl, and then you choose one of multiple professions and your gender and profession dictate some of the things that you can say during conversation um, bits. Cause this is like point and click combined with um, almost like a visual novel style storytelling. The narrative is really strong in this. So go play Peter on a vow. just failed at eating a hamburger. I'd like to point that out. You need more guts. So, yeah, go play on Avowed. It's fantastic. No, no. I want you to make fun of Peter for not being courageous. And then I um, finally started Dragon Quest XI S. So, yay. I am trying to run down the rainbow. Ah, good for you. So I... Did we say that the the Unavowed and Blackwell stuff were point-and-click adventure games? Yes. Okay. Just want to make clear that genre. They are point-and-click adventure games with strong narratives, Unavowed being the best of them And then we started playing Gibbous, which has a talking kitty. Yeah, we've put so little time into that that we'll talk about it when we actually play it. Kelly, it has a talking kitty cat. Yeah, so the guy accidentally gets a real copy of the Necronomicon and turns his cat into a talking cat, and she's kind of upset about that because she doesn't want all of these stupid human problems. No. I think you'd like it, Kelly. Anyway. It's much harder than Blackwell and I don't know. It's like the third Monkey Island game. It's fine. We'll, We'll use a guide. I've I've been dying to hear about Hero Land because I have this on my Christmas list. Yeah, so um, moving on. I ended up doing um, the Power Pros podcast this week um, with Chris Hoffman. What is the Power Pros podcast? So three of the guys that originally worked at Nintendo Power ended up getting back together and doing a Nintendo Power style podcast. And then Nintendo saw it and was like, hey, that's a good idea. We're going to steal one of your hosts and do it for real. So there's also the Nintendo Power podcast featuring one of the original hosts from the why, Power Why Press. would they steal the host instead of just have him do that podcast and know. then he can keep doing this one for fun? I don't know. It's not like a podcast exclusivity deal. Oh, yeah. So when you work at Nintendo, you're not allowed being on podcasts. Right. Uh, Even if your job is to be on a Nintendo podcast. Correct. <laughs> okay, got it. Well, well, yeah, wasn't there a big stink about a dude getting fired from Everything's Nintendo? Everything's stupid with Nintendo and people fa- saying things. and just Yeah, you are not allowed representing Nintendo. What happens at, at Nintendo, Nintendo stays at Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, that's literally it. I know, that is it, yeah. You sign a pretty ironclad, you don't talk about us and you don't pretend you represent us and you don't imply in any way that you represent us or we will fire you. And possibly we don't care you. if it's your dream job. We don't care about you. We're Nintendo of America, damn it. That's that. You want, us, you want people to care about you? Go to Nintendo of Europe. I don't know if I agree with that entirely, but yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for your recent letter. I can see why you want to see games like Xenoblade, The Last Story, or Pandora's Tower released here in the Americas, but at this time we have no new information to offer or announcements to make release regarding these games. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made available for other departments here to use as they see fit. We appreciate hearing what our consumers find important. Sincerely, Nintendo of America, Sissy Barner, Consumer Service Representative. I would like to point out that all of those, all three of the Operation Rainfall games either had contracts or were in negotiation when Operation Rainfall occurred. 
So I'm sure it did great for adding the sales, but I mean... It, it's an illustration of how poorly Nintendo communicates with its consumers. Great, but that has nothing to yeah. do with their employees. Yeah, but you know, Chris, then you get the opposite of the problem where they announce the game too soon and then you get crap like Star Citizen. Metroid! I mean, that's the comment everyone makes when someone asks about a game they haven't announced yet. What, how the about... Star Citizen? Well, no, they... Nintendo what I read. What I read. Well, and it's I just mean, when you have literally everybody writing a letter writing campaign, that might be time to say, hey, for these games, we'll take a different tact because a different tact might be warranted by the situation. Great. That's they I'm tried saying. that with yeah. Animal Crossing. How'd that work out for them? Uh, pretty well, because people are happy Animal Crossing games coming. Um, yeah, except remember, we were just so before we started recording the RPG cast, we were listening to the 2018 yeah. Uh, giant yeah. bomb deliberations where uh, they were talking about how excited they were about having animal crossing in 2019 sure why is that a bad thing now because they're your still I- excited that it's going to come out in 2020 your idea that they should announce games way sooner than they than they do is kind of bunk uh how about for games that are already out in other countries um See, you're you're taking the argument out of context because this isn't about games that are still in development. This is about games that are done development and you actually know are a real thing and can make product um, decisions about. That's why this that's why this one hurts so much for folks. Okay. It wasn't for a game that they're still working on and might need to cancel or change drastically or delay by a bunch of months. This is these are games that were practically finished. Right, but localization takes time and there can be problems. Yeah, but that... you can schedule it a lot better than you can with a game that's not done. Not necessarily. All right, so I... I think you deal with bad localization situations. Um, we're, we're talking about Nintendo here. Anyway, Nintendo Europe did all the work anyway, so they didn't... So, nah, we should move on to a new topic. I got bad feelings about this, and this letter I, just makes me I take grumpy. Anna's side on this. I, you don't know what's going on Listen, behind the Listen, both scenes. of you think it's reasonable to pay $75 to play Secret of Man. I can't trust any of you. Huh? For... First off, it was $40. It was $40, yeah. And we bought it when it was, what, 15 Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with 15 That's a pretty good price for that. Yeah, I'm going to have to return the second copy of that, and whoever bought it for me is going to be Someone bought a second copy? <laughs> yeah, because it's fallen off of my wish list. Oh, no. So, yeah, I'm getting two copies of that. Whoopsie. Oh, no, I, uh, I marked that one uh, as purchased somewhere else. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got, I got you covered there. Okay. <laughs> I might not get two copies. I think there was something else that we there, bought. Uh, there, yeah, I did the Nino Cooney might yep. have been the yeah, one that fell no, off. No, that the one list. I definitely marked somewhere else. Okay. Yep. You're welcome. Yeah, one of those two. You you went. You're to... supposed to mark your list as "Don't spoil me." You you're a no, naughty no, 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 no. kid. So the idea is, so I do have it as "Don't spoil me," which is um, when I'm on my account. It takes like three months for stuff to fall off. Uh-huh. But the way, when I went to check it, I was oh. logged in to your account. It was so accidental. I didn't mean to check it under your account, Chris. It just happened. Yeah, because I, I was doing the damn what, box that I you never to want to curate. People, uh, what, what people bought me. I don't know how it happened. I was just wasn't logged in. I would like to point I out somehow that he's to my making this list. out to be a big deal, but he literally gave me his Amazon password so that I could deal with the monthly box because he was tired of dealing with it. This is true. 
So legitimately, I was accidentally logged into his account. What were we we talking about? A video game that someone played? Yeah. So I tell us about Hero Land. Yes. Cut out characters and the prince of. Yeah. So I got a prince who who's under ranked (laughs) versus a dog. What is going on in this game? All right. So Hero Land is cardboard Mario in terms of graphics. So all of the characters are made out of corrugated cardboard. You can actually see the layers between the front and the back of them. And when they get KO'd, they kind of just go and flop over onto the ground. It's quite cute. It's great. I love the graphical style. Um, The combat is really different from a Paper Mario style game. And so it actually, (laughs) I've been making this comparison and people think I'm crazy. It's a lot like the Criminal Girls games. Oh, do you spank people? (laughs) No. But that's the only thing I remember. Conceptually, it's the same as Criminal Girls combat, which is. Spank people. The girls choose their actions based on the situation that they're in and the role that they hold and things that are going on around them. So, for example, you have the the Prince 18 and he is a warrior. So he wields a sword. He will generally use um, direct attacks, but he also has the ability to defend himself a small amount. The minister that hangs out with him, Minister Oak, he's a tank. So he uses attacks that um, taunt the enemies. And then he also has large AOE attacks, which hit everybody and may also set off that taunt. Um, And then there's magic casters and healers. And then there's hybrid people that they can do like a bunch of different things because they're freelancers. Um, Yeah. So... If I have a party of like a tank, a warrior, a mage, and a freelancer, the freelancer will generally be a healer. So, and in terms of story, oh, and you can direct them and you can direct them in a variety of ways because you're the tour guide in, at Hero Land. This is a theme park. Um, and so you, every 10 seconds or so, you're able to give them directions and the directions can be for the whole party. Um, so it can be like, um, go crazy use all of your SP immediately. It can be guard if there's a big AOE attack coming in. It can be focus on this specific enemy because if you leave them to their own resources, they'll just kind of attack whoever looks fun. Um, And then, or you can use items. So like healing items, resurrection items, attack items, or you can give guidance to an individual character. And so I use that a lot to direct um, when people do and don't use their healing abilities. Because I find that computer is kind of dumb about those and in terms of the story so you meet um prince 18 he's uh i, I can't i think elric i think his actual name is i can't remember they never call him by his real name he's just 18 in my in my list of people i can take on tours and he used to be the crown prince he was the heir designate yep. and then they changed the way that the system works and the heir designate is now based on the age of all of the king's children. And so he went from being first in line to 18th in line. So and there's 17 kids ahead of him? Yes. So with the oldest one being like 55. Okay. That's a much older brother. Yes. 
but I guess I he's have a illegitimate for you. And so here's and here's the wild thing is, is once you are introduced to this concept of the familial line, you get to meet who's 16th and 17th and 19th in line. Mm-hmm. So 16th is a childhood friend and his mom says that the king came and visited and they rolled in the sheets and he's the king's son. So he's older. So he's further in further up in the mm-hmm. succession line. And number 17, it's Duke Philip. He's a dog. But that's not a Ooh. child of the king then. Or is it? What? And even better is the Duke has a little sister. So, and since it's based off of age, the Duke is three years old in human years, which makes him 21 in dog years. So he's 17, 17th in line because he's older than. You go by 18th. dog years. Yeah. Yes. You got to normalize the age. Right? Yeah. And so the thing is, is the Duke's little sister, she's two right now, which means yeah. she's 14 in dog years. Well, next year she turns three and she'll oh. be 21, which means she'll be older than the she'll 18th as well. So she'll he'll be will 19th leapfrog. He'll be 19th point. in line. Yeah. He's very upset about this. I, you know, I can imagine. So what's he going to do to be crowned prince again? So he has come to Hero Land to train up and defeat the Dark Lord. Is there a clause that says if you defeat the Dark Lord, you'd be king or something? No, oh. but that's what his dad did. Okay. It's something to do. I, and I'm not sure if he realizes that Hero Land is fake or not. Sometimes they get a glimpse of the... Maybe he thinks it's real, but he's wait, set himself on this wait, path. Wait, wait, wait. Hereland's an amusement park? Yes. Yes. He went to an amusement park to defeat the... I'm done with this game. <laughs> and by the way, the best part of this game is the localization. It is so good. Because the, the combat system does get a little bit um, repetitive because you do need to grind in dungeons that you've previously finished to continue forward because you regularly get... Um, story dungeons that you're doing where you're locked into a very specific party. So like right now, my next mission is to take 18 and his three fangirls in his fangirl club out on a dungeon. Well, the dungeon's recommended level is 12 and they're only level 10. So I'm going to have to grind a couple of the older dungeons to get them up to at least 11, preferably 12. This game is very DQ-esque in that one level makes a big difference. So it's a good game if you want to pop on a podcast or a TV show and do some grinding in it. Or an um, audiobook. Or an audiobook. That's what yeah. I've been doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you find repetitive gameplay or having to grind vexing, this is not then the game for you. why are you, you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You're probably grinding a Dragon Quest right now, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, right. I wanted to talk about... Okay. <laughs> Dis- we we signed up for Disney Plus because our because our crazy ninety nine cents for a year Hulu trial ended. Yeah, um, we're like, all right, let's do the Disney Plus combo thing and see how this goes. Yeah, and so I'm so like, far, I uh... love Gargoyles, but I've never had a chance to rewatch it, and we only got like part of season two in Canada. You never I don't really think we got any Gargoyles. That's what I learned. Well, no, it's you don't I, know anything. I did Gargoyles. not watch it as much as Chris because Chris casually strolls by without even looking at the screen and goes, oh, you're watching the episode with a blind guy, aren't you? <laughs> what do you want from me? I watched the, I liked that show a lot. And now I watch it and I'm like, that's really cool, but um, I can see where it has shortcomings that I didn't recognize when I was younger. But yeah. 
When you're done with Gargoyles, you need to watch the new DuckTales because I've been turning through that. And it is so freaking good. There's apparently a really strong female character in that very early, and she's amazing. Yeah, um, there's a couple of them. Like, Webby in the original DuckTales was just a little kid and useless. And Webby in this version is nerdy and awesome. Science! and I, I I don't want to spoil it too much, but let's just let's just say that um, this version kind of canonizes a certain very popular NES game. Oh, isn't this the one where um, Donald Duck's wife comes back and it turns out she's like a pirate it, or something? It's it's his sister. And Wait, that's it. Are you saying Quackshot is canonical now? Or no, I oh, said okay. NES game, not okay. Genesis right. game. I was just trying to. I don't, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there is. They a go to very the moon. Good... They go to the moon. I'm spoiling Dang it. it. They go to the moon. Okay. Now they I play the moon music. The <laughs> I hope. I but, hope someone got money for that moon music. But it's also great because David Tennant is Scrooge. Yep. Yes, that's the best part. And one of the companions plays one of the villains, so it that interaction is very meta. <laughs> it's not and, like they acknowledge it though i bet um darkwing duck shows up at some point uh that we Let's actually get dangerous Dark, um darkwing duck is a tv show in this universe wait and, for reals yeah yeah wow that's kind of meta yeah and it's it's basically like in this universe the old darkwing duck is like um Adam West Batman, so they're trying to do a gritty reboot. Nobody messes with Adam Wee. <laughs> oh, what else? Uh, it, it's just, it, it's an amazing show, and there's so many like Disney throwbacks and stuff. There's there's so many Easter eggs from old episodes and stuff that it has a, a lot of um, adult friendly content. Yes, that you too, know? and yeah. and and it's legit laugh out loud funny. Yeah. So yeah, that that's your homework when you get done with gargoyles. I actually need to start watching gargoyles. It's great. I pop it on when I'm doing very boring work, and I appreciate it because it gets me through very very. <sighs> season work. one. I didn't remember how bad season one is con- in comparison to season two. <laughs> My season two, which in... is twice as long as season one, by the way. It's like eight <laughs> times as long as season one. It has like fifty episodes. <laughs> It's t- yeah, and the first one's only twenty six, right? I I think it was thirteen. Oh, jeez. Okay. My interest in gargoyles peaked when uh, I found out that Riker was the bad guy. Yeah, and, and um, Troy. Demona is uh, Troy. Troy, and that yeah. are Marina Sirtis. And then you've got um, Worf, Worf comes is, back as is a brother go- of of, of the main character at some point, and then you've got. Oh, there's more. And, is yeah. it Data in it, too? At some point, I'm sure he is. Yeah, Everybody I mean, that was the thing point. that attracted me to it as a child. It's um, like, it's all the Star Trek there, voices that yeah, I like. Yeah, Kate Mulgrew shows up at some point. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> See, her, her character in Orange is the New Black kind of ruined Jane I love that character. Red I, is I love- great. I love that character too, but now I can't take Janeway seriously. <laughs> hey, so um, if you're interested in audiobooks, um, Kate Mulgrew actually narrates her own book. It's called Born with Teeth. It's really good. 
Um, it's like from when she was born and how she grew up all the way to meeting her biological daughter. Because I don't know if you oh. knew um, Kate Mulgrew got pregnant when she was on um, that Irish show that she did as an early adult. And it was a big deal. Um, and she gave away the kid. Oh, I don't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until her daughter was in like her 30s that they reconnected. It, she was on um, Voyager when they actually finally met for the first time. So, yeah. Why would you skip? That's not. Okay, never mind. Whatever. Um, Hi. She was a young no, no, woman no, from an no. Irish we're family. Not, having... We're not talking about the Federation right now. We're talking about so. the games you played. Yeah, okay. That had nothing to do with the Federation. Voyager doesn't have anything to do with the Federation? Yeah, I was talking about Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew is the captain of the Federation. So she's actually Irish. I had no clue. All I can hear yes. her in is Russian. Yep. So, yeah, wow, she comes was... from an Irish Catholic family. So when she was like 20 and pregnant out of wedlock, yeah, of course she gave away the baby. Yeah, that that woman, man, she, she's got range. Yep. All right. Um... I think we're going to jump into feedback. Feedback. Yay. So I don't know how Chris forgot to do the question of the week last week. I, I forgot to look at the thread for the show. And you said, oh, there's no answers? Yeah. I was stupid. Okay. The question was, what are your favorite DS games, right? So Jason yeah. wrote in and says, here's a few of my favorite DS games. Like, he, he gave us a novel. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be one, Jason. <laughs> All right. So he says, Aliens Infestations. I'm not reading this whole thing. Aliens Infestations. Um, Dragon Quest Heroes Rocket Slime. Dragon Quest V Hand of the Heavenly Bride. Eh. Hotel Dusk t- t- Room 215. Um, we should actually play that, Anna. Oh, I played it. It's oh, fantastic. Okay. I should play that, Anna. Yeah, it's when you that you turn the the DS sideways and play it. Uh, Looney Tunes yeah. Duck Amuck. The sequel's really good, too, but you didn't get that. Right. Yeah. Looney Tunes Duck Amuck, which is... I, I remember this is one of the games where you have to close the lid and things happen while the lid's closed. Which, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, Retro Game Challenge. I loved that game. That was a good one. There's a sequel to that, right? Yeah, but we I don't think we ever got that one. Yeah, all right. There's fan translations. And finally, Chrono Trigger. I like yes. that he says you're on you're the on... wrong side of history on this one, Anna. Well, you are, but that's all right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Gamer Esquire wrote in and said, favorite DS games have to be Radiant Historia, though I agree with Kelly. The 3DS version takes an already amazing game and finds ways to improve it. Hey, you forgot. Jason what? also said, uh, Jason also gave a shout out for Josh being on his podcast a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, thanks cause... for being on b- the podcast, Josh. Yeah, they talked about Sakura Wars. Yeah. Okay. Gamer Esquire. Can I finish now? Yes. All right. Infinite Space, another time. More multiple times. Infinite Space is another title deserving mention. Despite a steep learning curve, the level of customization in the game is incredible. Isn't the Rock, Paper, Scissors combat space game? I don't know about that one. All right. And finally, Nostalgia. Oh, is that the name of the game? Nostalgia? Yeah, it's actually yes. called Nostalgia. Oh, is that the one from um, uh, Shane Bettenhausen's company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Ignition. Ignition. Not his company, but where he was at. Well, for that's a little where bit. he worked. Yeah, yeah. Um, nostalgia deserves to be on the. He's not even the face of that company. Is just I just remember he was there. He's like right. he was the face he of the was company. A PR guy. He wasn't like the guy running the. the no, show. no, but he was the face of the company. Okay. He did well, all of the public facing well, stuff. Whatever. Nostalgia deserves to be on the list. Says Gamer Esquire. Airship combat was great. Soundtrack was high quality, and the game design was replete 
with old school charm. You know Thank what's you really funny? Much. What? Shane's uh, our pro- uh, Shane's our project manager, or Shane's our account manager. Yes, that's it for Sony. Yeah. Okay. Shaman says, question of the week, the world ends with you and its DS incarnation is still a top five game of all time for me. Then there's also the Pokemon games where I stand Pokemon, or excuse me, I stand Platinum and the Black and White games. And Radiant Historia was my game of the year in 2011. Nobody can just pick one. All right. Victor says, my favorite DS games are a three-way tie between the Dragon Quest (laughs) series... His game, his tie is an entire series, by the way. The series, the Professor Layton series, and the Mario and Luigi series. <laughs> I bought a three a DS specifically to play Mario and Luigi Partners in Times. Honorable mentions to Picross DS and the tre- and the Quest Trio for their hundreds of hours of puzzle solving entertainment. The Quest Trio? What's the Quest Trio? Puzzle Quest. Oh, Puzzle Quest one, two, and what? Well, no, there. Uh, puzzle. The second game wasn't called Puzzle Quest. It was called like Space Quest, Space or Quest. something like that. Galactrix, you mean? Yeah, that's it. Puzzle okay. Quest Galactrix. It's worth noting that Picross has some puzzles that are way, far more difficult than any other Picross games puzzles because they were intended to be solved with the assistance of an overlay, an in-game tool that has never been included in any Picross game since. Okay. It's, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, just to chime in, it should be a testament to how good the DS was, though, that it that you can't just pick one. What? That's no. True. But he picked three series of games. <laughs> That's like I nine, mean, I, I ten, twelve games. Come on. He cheated a little bit. <laughs> a little there, bit. But... <laughs> all right. Crawl says another vote here for The World Ends With You, one of my all-time favorite games. If we're looking beyond RPGs, I also have to flag up Ghost Trick there we go. That's a good call. For my money, the high point of visual novel puzzle games on the system, even better than the latent releases and Capcom's own Ace Attorney series. Despite being very different games, both The World Ends With You and Ghost Trick show how the very best DS titles married visual flair and great storytelling with unusual gameplay mechanics. Nice. Very very well put, Crawl. Strawberry Egg says The World Ends With You is one of my favorite games ever, and I prefer the two-screen gameplay of the original version. Pokemon Black White is my favorite Pokemon game on the DS, and I'm still not entirely sure if it's my favorite in the series or if that's Sun and Moon. The original Devil Survivor and Radiant Historia are fantastic, although the 3DS ports are superior. Victor says, I don't find it unusual that almost everyone at RP Gamer adores Pokemon Sword and Shield, yet it... Oh, wait. Oh, okay. So now we're on new feedback? Yes. Okay. So now we're just straight up feedback. Victor writes in and says, I don't find it unusual that almost everyone at RP Gamer adores Pokemon Sword and Shield, yet its official site review is three and a half out of five. Mediocre, well-polished games can be great fun, especially if the player is predisposed to enjoy the game's style, genre, or story tropes. Case in point, I recently had the time of my life playing through the Revenant Saga... Chemco alert. Chemco alert. Chemco <laughs> alert. Chemco alert. It might be one of my top 20 favorite RPGs of all time, but it's quite mediocre, very clearly made on a tight budget, and doesn't really break new ground in story or gameplay. There's the transformation gimmick in battles, and that's about it. Which they now, stole on. from Breath of Fire. Hold on. Is he saying a Chemco game is well polished? There are some good Well polished? Well polished. I mean... That I, word. Look, their translations have been getting better. I... And some I'm of the games saying, actually do have pretty good gameplay polish. I can totally get on board with calling a Chemco game mediocre. I have no problem with that. Calling it well-polished. I need to see some evidence uh, on that one. That's all I'm saying. 
All right. Chris, you, you know the adage like a million monkeys with a million typewriters <laughs> in Shakespeare? A million Kemcos with a million DS cartridges will eventually program one mediocre, well-polished game. Not, they're not getting a five-star, though. All right. What's this Twitter link for, Anna? What else we got here? Um, uh, oh, DS game and Twitter. Android Gaming Fox says Advance Wars DS. Nice. Finally an Advance Wars pick. Uh, Ho Gamer PG. Ho Gamer... Ho game RPG? I, I don't know how to say that. Hands down, Dragon Quest 9. And Anna oh, says, I, love I agree. Dragon Quest 9. Pete Zoof says, Magical Star Sign. And Adam Baranek says, <gasps> That game was so good. Mm, it was cute. Adam Baranek says, The Dark Spire, Final Fantasy 3DS, and Chrono Trigger. Also, I don't know if I would call Pokemon Sword and Shield mediocre, but well polished. I think it's a good, but not great game. Um, it's I almost think synonymous, it's Anna. <laughs> no, mediocre is average. I don't think it's average. It's a, I rated it above average. Just, just slightly, though. <laughs> um, Sword and Shield makes me want to see what else um, they can do with the ideas that they introduced in it. Like, I really want a Pokemon game fully centered around the wild area. Where there's, like, no Pokemon on routes and you have to get everything out of the wild area? Yeah. So like an island game where instead of routes, you'd fly back and forth to each island and then have to go to the wild area to capture everything? Maybe something like that. I That'd don't know. They, they could workshop it, but that, that wild area was just so amazing. Yeah, and I mean, I think that if they kind of go back to it and make it better... Um, oh yeah, there, there's things that they could do to make it better for sure. Like I just way I, less I like lag, please. Uh, say what? Way less lag, please. Yes, way less lag. I just, I, I like the idea of like different weather conditions spawning different ones and having incentive to kind of check back on it every day. They were like two steps away from an idea I've always wanted for Pokemon, which was an open world style game, but yes. making the, uh, making the battles and, and adventuring and all that stuff more action based instead of being turn based. Um, so you could, you know, in real time, uh, call out Pokemon and, and fight just kind of like flat out. See, you saying that makes me wonder if you could do like a Nino Kuni style battle system with the Pokemon. Yeah. But I don't know. I, obviously, smarter people than me will have to workshop this, but I think that they've got a good idea started with the wild area. All right. And awkward silence. I think it's time to go to news. All right. Last news of the decade. All right. Um, Trip the Arc Fantastic is a new game. Um, uh, it's an adventure RPG, which is set in an animal kingdom on the verge of industrial and societal revolution. And you are playing the hedgehog scholar Charles. As he undertakes a mission from the Lion King to Does keep the monarchy intact. Wait, the Lion King? Yeah. So Simba? No. Oh, okay. So this game is coming to PC, Mac, Linux, and unspecified consoles, planning to release in 2022. All right, so your name is Charles. You don't show up in this trailer at all. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, yeah, you do. At the very ending, here's a little hedgehog. 
All right. None of the animals wear clothes. They all can hold things in their hands, but they don't have hands. And you have to build an ark to save all the animals. I'm very confused about many things in this. In so this. the logo of Trip the Ark Fantastic is yeah. three people in a boat. A hedgehog, yeah. a fox, and a frog. Like, okay, that's... You that's don't build a boat. That's one of the... Yeah. Mi- okay, that's a riddle, though. Like, how do you get the hedgehog, yeah. the fox, and the, and, the, and the bear across the river without one eating the other, right? No, nobody's going with me on that one. Okay, so yeah, you I are know building. The riddle. Yeah, <laughs> it's with wolves and sheep's, right? But um, this uh, this is uh, building an ark to save all the animals. That's actually part of the game. Uh, no, they're they're proving whether or not the ark existed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the myth is is that the lions built the ark that saved all the animal kind. Oh, I bet you you'll find out that. And that's, the yeah, and that's why the lion is king. Yeah. All right. Oh, I lied. That's not a frog. You were it's lying. It's a boar. You were lying. His name is Andre the Boar. Andre the Boar. Yep. yep. And the fox is Philippe, the king's advisor. What does he say? Yep, 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 okay, yep. Okay, fair enough. All right, moving on. Oh, what is this? Hey, no! Chris! No! <laughs> hey, Chris, it's, it's your game! Uh, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? I can't even play this trailer on Twitch. I'm turning this off. <laughs> I watched it. It wasn't that graphic there's a there's a lot of boobies flying i just around. don't i'm not trusting it that's yeah all. so this is another game by mages um is who, this a sequel no what is it a port yeah okay so is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon infinite combat i have an answer to that question by the way yes it no. is wrong i've seen how this no. game works it's wrong yep so um this is the one where the size of the breast makes you more powerful correct no that's, no, that's the omega, omega labyrinth life oh, Sake, there's too many of these. Yep. This is the one based on the visual light novel anime series, hence the yeah. stupidly long name. Yeah, this is based off of the actual manga called this Is It Wrong where... to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Is this one of the ones where your mom is more powerful and a better super? Oh, my mom has the super special magic move. Oh, okay, I'm really no, no, my mom doesn't have more two hit attacks, whatever oh, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Question mark. Infinite Combat heads to PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC in 2020 via PQ. Thanks, PQ. Yeah, so I'm not it's surprised a, that it's no, a, it's a dungeon you, crawler PQ. with visual novel storytelling. Okay. I, I'm not surprised that this is getting a game game adaptation, considering that it sounds like it was a video game based uh, <laughs> manga to begin with. Yes. All right. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, which is the big DLC expansion for Kingdom Hearts no, 3. No, Sword Art. Are you playing Sword Art Online. You missed Kyrie. one. what? You missed Sword Art Online. Uh, yeah, but that's I'd rather hear about Kingdom Hearts. Okay. So what about Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Sword Art Online, Alicization Licorice is coming out in May. Done. Okay. What? What about... <laughs> what? Licorice? Yeah. What? Like It's Alicization Licorice. What? That should have been a brief. But anyways. I don't know what you're talking about. What is it's a- the next Sword Art oh, Online so game? Oh, I thought we were talking about Kingdom Hearts again. Yes. So oh. I switched. So I switched to Sword Art Online. Oh. It has a release date. Okay. Boom. Done. Okay. Back to Sword Kingdom Hearts Three, and- where it's you finally get to play as Kyrie. Do you really? Yes. Do you really? Yes. yes. It's okay. in the trailer. You're playing as Kyrie. And there's a free patch that means a main story update and new abilities and a new form for Sora. Mm-hmm. 
whatever that means. But the DLC Kingdom is Kyrie, so that's okay. way more important. Way oh more yeah, important. and by the way, the whole remind stuff is oh, based goodness. off. It's based around the Final Fantasy Seven or the Final Fantasy characters that everybody was like, "Hey, wasn't Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, and Disney? How come there's no Final Fantasy characters in this one? They're back. No, they are not. Yay. They are. You're a liar. No, they're in the trailer. What? They're back. So they're like, oh, we forgot the Final Fantasy and the fans actually want that. Let's put them all back in now. Yep. Is that? I hate everything. Yep. Just no, no. So just no. if you are interested no. in playing Kingdom Hearts 3, Remind, it's coming out January 23rd, 2020 on PS4 and February 25th, 2020 for Xbox. I'm tired of this. I'm going to go play something on my Switch, Anna. Do you have yep. something for me it to play? Sure. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? What was that, Alex? It costs 30 bucks. What yeah. costs thirty bucks? The DLC expansion. Does it? Wait, what? It's a DLC. Is that, that like costs... a season pass price or something? No, because no. you can actually buy a forty dollar thing and it has more stuff. Well, it's got concert footage. Yeah, that's it. I think I'm, that's going, it. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm right. doubling down, Anna. I don't want. All right. No. You I like say. Monster Hunter, right? Yes. All right. How about you play Dawnless? It's available now on the Nintendo Switch. Do I have to pay $60 for that? No, it's a free-to-play action oh, RPG. Thank you, Dauntless. This sounds much better than Kingdom Hearts' So this stupidness. has cross-saves, cross-platform play, and cross-region multiplayer on all platforms, including PS4. All right, then. Yes. So piece, <sighs> this Dauntless is previously available on PC, PS4, Xbox One. Now it's available on Switch, and everything is cross-play, including the PS4. Okay. All right. Yeah, so all this stuff came out during the Indie World presentation that happened yeah. a couple days ago. Um, and They're so, making a sequel to Golf Story! Yeah, and so I was talking, I was in a group of a bunch of people that were, like, kibitzing during this presentation, and I, like, as soon as the footage for this started playing, I immediately flipped to my window with Chris, and I'm like, it's Golf Story 2! It's Golf Story 2! It's Golf Story 2! And then they started playing tennis and going dungeon crawling. I'm like, wait, this isn't Golf Story 2. No, it's Sports, Sports story. story! It includes Was there dungeon crawling in Golf Story? No. No. Okay. But there is dungeon crawling in Sports Story. why not? <laughs> there's, there's tennis and golf. There's, like, six sports in total. Listen, there's balls that you hit around with various objects. And oh, yeah, and there's stories. espionage sections. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if bowling showed up, all right? Yep. So, um, unfortunately, we don't know a ton other than what we've seen in the trailer where everybody's like, it's Golf Story, Just but expect better! more weird things where you're asked to do things you wouldn't expect to do with clubs, balls, and bats. Sports Story is planned for a mid-2020 release and will be exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. Hey, Anna, mm -hmm. Boyfriend Dungeon's no longer exclusive. Yay! It's coming to Switch! So Victoria kind of hinted upon this when I asked at PAX, and she's, she was, I said, so is this going to be on anything else? Like, I don't know, the Nintendo Switch? And she kind of looks at me and goes, it's PC um, for now. Uh -huh. So, yay! I do have a concern, though. So what? yeah, um, the Dun Boyfriend Dungeon showed up in the indie world. Um, it's going to be um, released day and day for the PC version sometime in 2020. Yeah. Here's my concern. Yeah. These font looks tiny. Okay. Yeah. It's like a Dragon port. Quest Builders 2 tiny. Yeah, it's a switch port. Like Shadows of Adam tiny. Yeah, it's a switch port. So I sent her an email and I'm like, yo, that font's way too small. And she said, stop emailing me? No, she said, we'll She discuss. sent back an email that says, unsubscribe? No, she sent back an email that said, hey, we're discussing this with the team. Thanks okay. for the feedback. Thanks for the feedback, of which I also got 5,000 other pieces of feedback, probably. I don't know. Thank, thank you, Anna, for 
Beast shouting one out to Are you sure she didn't say, read. I realize this is disappointing, but your comments have been documented and made available for other <laughs> departments here to use as they... No, can. because it's a Victorian. Uh-huh. She likes me. I was about to say that comment, but I couldn't remember what the wording was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so if you're interested in tactical RPGs, yeah. you might be interested in Reversey Quest 2. What? Uh, Reversey, like the black and white pieces on a green board game? Yes. Like Othello? Yes, like the com- the combat system is inspired by the strategy board game Reversey. Okay. Oh, it, it takes place on Othelia Island. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so this game was originally released on iOS and Android. Um, and then, so where you could play the prequel, the, the prologue for free and then had to, un- had to unlock so the rest of it. So this is a TRPG? Yes, tactical Are, RPG. This is a PC sequel. via Steam, January 7th. You do not need to play the first game. Did you put? Uh, do you, do you have interest in this? Yeah, but it's on PC, so you don't care. Yeah, but it's also on iOS and Android. All right, so See, that's the, probably the arts, where I play it. But the art style looks them. so Tactics Ogre to me. It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you downloaded this already, Anna? Onto iOS. your iPad. Because I'm pulling it up. You're doing right it right now. now. <laughs> okay. <good. laughs> While Anna does that, I'll tell you about Dreamscaper, which is heading to the Switch. Uh, it's an action roguelike where you control Cassidy and dive into her subconscious when she dreams. So she's got these surreal nightmares, and you got to survive these dreams in order to keep her from meeting a dark fate. And then between the dreams, you can build relationships, unlock new story events, increase your power, and then you do another run. So it's like the dream is your roguelike run. So that's neat. Uh, that's coming early 2020. Um, Ease Memory of Salsetta coming to PS4 finally in the West. <laughs> In the West. So, this it is... was already out in PS4 elsewhere, right? So. Well, no, it got ported in Japan. So yeah. um, That would this, be elsewhere. This ended up spawning some really interesting conversations this Uh-oh. week. And I've discovered that there are a lot of people that love video games that know nothing about how video game development works. And that's okay, <laughs> because they're better off not knowing. Well, no. I, so, here's the thing is... is you don't want to know. Ease, uh, Memories of Salsada got announced, like, last year for Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And then we were talking about this on the NIS America Discord, and so someone pipes up um, when when it was when it originally came out in Japan like last year, and they said Nisa should put this out, and I said, no, if anybody's going to put it out, it's Exe because they already have a localization for it, and this person pipes up and goes, well, Falcom can just give the localization to Nisa. Contracts do not work that way. Yeah. <laughs> Considering it's Exceeds localization, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, well, Ease Origin. I'm like, yeah, .emu literally bought their localization. And it was like, I even pulled up an interview on RP Gamer where we talked about that okay. situation. And the .emu guys were like, Exceed was so great to let us purchase their but localization. That's, but then, then, that actually vindicates the person we were talking to because Nisa could buy the localization from Exceed. I don't think Exceed would sell a localization to Nisa. Oh, you don't think so? No. But they would sell it to Would they smell a would they sell a small localization that they get a kickback in sales for and for systems that they themselves would never put a game on? Yeah. Yeah, but not yeah, one that's there's, there's actually sure to make them money. Yeah. All right. I mean, who who the hell cares? We're getting a the best Yeez game on a platform that's actually accessible to people. Ah, okay. Is it the best Yeez game? Is that the thing? To me, it is. People it is. really like Yeez Memory of Salsada. Salsada. Okay. Yeah. Um, Memory of Calcutta. That's how Salsada, I always read it. Salsada. Salsada. I think Matt gave it Includes a really good Includes both English and Japanese audio. What else we got? 
Uh, I mean, this game was the reason why I bought a Vita. So it's the action RPG. Yep. You run around. Well, I mean, they're all action RPGs. Okay. Well, never mind then. All right. Cool. Um, hey, we got a cool announcement during the 2019 Game Awards. Anna, I feel like an angry old man this week because I'm just angry about how everything that th- people are doing, and it shouldn't bug me so much. And yet, this is yet another thing in that series of announcements this week that's just making. Why did this make you angry? Bravely default to, ladies and gentlemen. Wh- that's which ha- right. Which has the worst name, this or the Xbox? Console. Series X. <laughs> the Let's Xbox get to that one later. X. Let's get one, that one later. Bravely Default 2. Ladies and gentlemen, Bravely Default now has a so sequel. It was, except no. It was yes. explained. Bravely, yeah. default Bravely Default and had a sequel, a direct sequel. It was called Bravely Second. Bravely no, Default 2. Yes, it is. It, it is a direct sequel, sequel. This is Bravely Default 2. No, Anna. Bravely this Default 2 is a new world, new characters, new story. So then it's, why is it called Bravely Default 2 then? Why is it called Final Fantasy 4 when it has nothing to do with Final Fantasy 3? Just wait yeah, for Bravely just... Second 2. It's yeah, the same is Bravely So that's my question. Is Final Bravely Fantasy Second 2, what is Bravely Second 2? The sequel to Bravely Second or the sequel to Bravely Default 2? The, the sequel to Bravely Default 2. I hate everything. Be Bravely Third. <laughs> then there'll be Bravely the Third 2. It's, it's just... And then we'll get Bravely Default 3. Baby. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's third series. So Bravely Default <laughs> is now the series. Yes. But even though that was a mechanic gimmick for one game, two games, one of which was called Bravely Second, I, no, no, no. Final no. Fantasy Thirteen, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two, Final Fantasy Thirteen Lightning Returns, Final yeah, Fantasy Fourteen Online. Chris, you're getting too angry over something that he he wanted to throw stuff during the Game Awards. Now that you guys have explained it like Final Fantasy, I can kind of see it. I think it's dumb that they. I don't do know this why again, Final Fantasy Eleven right. is called Final Fantasy Eleven because it's an online game and therefore doesn't no. count as a main series. You're game. right. You're right. You're absolutely no, right. No, I think that's a stupid explanation. I'm making fun of it. No, but no, I think you're right to make fun of me for being objecting to this title, given that I'm okay with Final Fantasy Eleven and fourteen existing as they're as they are called. <sighs> Oh, but Chris, know. they really should have been Final Fantasy Online and Final Fantasy Online 2. What about Final yeah. Fantasy Mystic Quest? Okay, listen. Final <laughs> Fantasy USA? We don't talk about Mystic Quest right here. <laughs> Final Mystic Fantasy Quest. Legend? Oh, that's a good sound CD. <laughs> we don't talk about the game. <laughs> that's, that's a good soundtrack. I wonder if they'd ever make a game based on that. <laughs> Final Fantasy Adventure! Right, listen... That was Crystal just, Chronicles. There was a lot of wrong with that one. And Crystal Cro- Bucket Quest, you mean? Tactics. Tactics Advance. See, they were smart enough to name that a different thing and have its sequels be named a different thing. Final no... Fantasy 12. Hey, the tactical RPG. There's no Final Fantasy Tactics 2, is there? Yes. No. There's Final Fantasy Tactics, Tactics Advance 2, 2, which is the sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Advance. Yeah. And it wasn't even to A, it was A2. Yeah. But. They did it right there. It was fine. Well, no, there. but no, 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 Here, no, no. It wasn't. No it wasn't advanced to. It was a two. But now yeah. it's bravely. It's second just like bravely no second. The sequel now bravely defaults the sequel, but bravely second's also the sequel. We have two sequels. No, bravely default two is not a sequel. Chris, Chris it says two in the like name. Mass Effect Andromeda. That doesn't Chris. say three. That doesn't say four in the name. Aneurysm. Chris, the only thing I care about with 
Bravely Default 2 is what the subtitle is going to be so that I could speculate what the twist is going to be. That's all ah, I care the about. the fairy the flies. No, don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We are past the point of spoilers on Bravely Default. Also, what about just on play Bravely the second. second? Just yeah. play the second game. It's better. Sin player. Even then, I still had to look that up. Of course, I was also on my uh, wisdom teeth meds at the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should move on. Magic dot dot legends. So this is part of the Magic dot dot The Gathering franchise, but it's an MMORPG that isn't going to be a card system. Isn't there already a Magic Legends? Shouldn't this be Magic Legends second? I don't know. Anyways, this is a game that is being developed for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. All right. um, we're supposed to get new, more news about All this we know other is than a title. It's in an January. MMO, and you can sign up for the beta. Yep. And the beta will be sometime in I think they in tried something like this a bazillion years ago on PC. I can't remember. No, that was a single-player game. Um, was there an MMO one? No, I don't think so. Hey. Yeah, what's up? Um, Heroes Must Die Again. Okay. Is, is this coming. one of the is this one of the eight thousand um, uh, riot games? No, no, this okay. is an anti-hero and the anti-RPG game. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, it follows the a hero. It gets weaker as the game goes on. Oh, oh that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. So it, that's what I it, like. The hero to play as. has defeated the demon Guile, only to die in the process, and his spirit is losing his memories. I mean, his theme goes with everything, though. So he is given five days to put his affairs in order to trying to determine which this of the eight awful. heroines oh. as his dearest. Okay, so now it's now it's a harem game. Okay. Yep. Yeah, this uh, guy... I'm not sure about that. I know Michael Baker has played this game and really liked it. Yeah? Yeah, so... This kid the, looks 20 years the old. The other two games that this guy put out were also reviewed by Michael Baker. So he put out Linda Cubed. Yeah. And Orashika Tainted Bloodlines, right. which so, is like one of those games where you, it, it's sort of like um, uh, the games that drive, Igor's Horse, the, gra- the games that drive Jim's crazy. Gen- I thought it was, more, it was more Sagui, wasn't it? Oh, maybe. Or Orashika. Yeah. I'm trying I to think, mean, but it had a generation system anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, Weird West. All right, so I have a question. Is this a Deadlands game, or is this unrelated to Weird West Deadlands, which is a pen and paper role-playing game, which always talked about the Weird West? Nobody um, knows what Deadlands is. I'm in a role-playing no, game. Weird West is basically a genre. <sighs> but Weird... Okay, fine. It's like fine. Wild West, no, but it has either high fantasy know, or low I fantasy know, but associated like, with I, it. It's... Deadlands was the whole thing, and it's the Weird West that was their thing, and now it's this thing's thing, too. And it's probably fine, but it's just going to cause confusion for old people like me who've played role-playing games with even older people. So here's what's confusing me, is Weird West is the debut title from Wolf Eye Studios, founded by some of the co-creators of Dishonored and Prey. Yeah. Wasn't that Human Heads? Listen, there's a lot of people who worked there. Okay. <laughs> and I had the same thoughts as you because I just heard the human head story as well. <laughs> but yeah, and uh so these are like co-creators. So like these are the higher-ups from Human Head who made those games and now they're at a different studio. They I don't think they've been at Human Head for some time. Okay. Yeah. That game And I don't think Dishonored weird. came from Human Head, did it? 
No. Yeah. So that was diff- that was arcane, I believe. Okay. So yeah, and, and the other prey. So you got to be you you got to keep up, Anna. There's there's multiple preys. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. Yes. There's prey. The prey from two years ago. There's prey. The prey two that didn't happen. The prey that did happen. <laughs> Anyway. Video games were a mistake. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, we have our first official PS5 game. Yeah. What is that? It's a Schluter. Is it? Yeah. Except no, the, no. No, it's a no. Schluter. It's a... Sh- no, Schluter is shooting looter. That, no, no. It's... That's a Schluter. This... this is a Schluter. No. Slashing looter. No, this is a looter slasher. They call it a looter slasher. I thought so they called it a, a slasher It's looter. a lasher. It's being it's done a, by Gearbox, who lot. does Borderlands, who yeah, like which is owns a the Schluter. Yeah, so they can call it whatever. Do they own it? Um, who else has made a good Schluter? No, I just mean they don't own the word. You no, know? I didn't say they owned the word. So this was apparently but... gameplay footage, but like I don't believe it because <laughs> we don't see a UI. It isn't technically Destiny a Schluter? Yeah. Okay. It is, yeah, it, yeah it's but in, it's I in mean... engine footage, which means it's a cutscene. Yeah, this is a cutscene. <laughs> This is some cutscene-ass cutscene with a Hydra and, like, people in armor. And I've looked at it, I'm like, oh, it's Warframe. And Anna's like, um, yeah. And then we realize, oh, wait, no, that's not Warframe. So I don't know what they're going for in this. You have swords, so... They're wearing Warframes. They, they've got armor on and glowing eyes, so they're <laughs> yeah, probably Warframes. WoW char- that means WoW characters, actually. Eh. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> Anyways, this is planned for holiday 2020 and will be released on PC via the Epic Game Store and PlayStation 5. So go. it's going to have one player, two player, and three player modes. All right. And now we finally have one of the first Riot game, games. But it's not made by Riot Games. It's made by Riot Forge, which is Riot licensing games to other people. Uh, uh, yeah, it's their publishing department. Okay. So this is Airship Syndicate making the game, but it's a League of Legends story. It's a story-driven turn-based RPG. So Anna's interested, in theory. In theory. And then uh, we saw no gameplay. We have no idea. It's in development now. And then they announced another one from Riot Forge. Uh, oh, wait, but that one was not an RPG. It was Correct. just action or something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. And then lastly, um, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Hack and slash RP- action RPG. So is that a Diablo game? So it's a sequel to Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. <laughs> Yeah, so that would be... Which is weird, because it they're going to Icewind Dale, so why don't they call this, I don't know, Icewind Dale Dark Alliance? Listen, you. Hey, there this could is... There be licensing This is Driz Durden. Yeah. Yeah, and it has Drizzit in it, so hitting Driz all the Durden D&D notes. And his character... And, yeah, so these are people I've seen when I was playing the Neverwinter game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so like all his crew, which are cool. Uh, I hope the Hobbit shows up, because he's fun. Um. They... Yeah, so I don't like the trailer because it's a lot of, oh, I've got a camera on the edge of the sword, and I don't know what's going on with it. And they don't really show gameplay. And Yeah, that looks weird. Uh, the fall of 2020, whatever, it might be good, it might be bad. This is So this is one of those games that's like Lord of the Rings, War in the North, EverQuest um, Legends? Was it called Legends? The loot-grinding multiplayer role-playing game, so... 
think sort of Diablo, but you can play, well, you can play Diablo online, but like console oriented action, slain with your friends, and then you get loot and you upgrade your characters and you kill bigger things and you do it over and over. And then you finish the game, you get bored because it doesn't have a good end game. This is how these usually go. And maybe this one will have a good end game. I don't know. Also hey, D&D. We have a review. What's the review? Star Ocean First Departure R. Okay. Three and a half out of five. Okay. So, Next. yep. <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> it's good. It's got some flaws. It's just as good as Pokemon. Um, it's good. It's good, uh, but not. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> I uh, I had to talk myself out of buying this one the other day because I really like um the original first departure. I haven't liked a single Star Ocean game that I've played. Oh, Same. Sorry. The one that crashed on me all the time. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, like you know you know you know you you're familiar with it because you know that it crashes all the time. <laughs> I really I really hope they redo Second Evolution because I love that one too. Mm. All right. Yeah, I, I really like the combat in the fourth one, but everything else much less. I I didn't like the third or fourth one, and I haven't touched the fifth one yet. <laughs> yeah, fifth one's not good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. We have some briefs to expose. Yakuza, Yakuza Like a Dragon has some money-making options detailed in a trailer you can watch. The Final Fantasy remake has been confirmed to be a timed PlayStation 4 exclusive. Um, they showed a cool trailer of it at the Game Awards. I gotta admit, I had shivers while I was watching that trailer. Um, maybe I was suffering from the flu, but at the time, I thought it was because of the trailer. So um, I'm liking the way that trailer looked. I still don't know if I believe the game's gonna be good, but that's cool. Um and I am upset that it's been another trailer and still no Red Thirteen. Yep, still no. I don't think he's in this one. No. I think they're going to end it before Red Thirteen shows up. No. Yeah, maybe he'll be it, the stinger. I hope so. Um. So that's uh, PS4 exclusive from March third through. Wait, what? It's going to be PS4 Four exclusive for, PS4 for a year. For a year. Yep. Well, hopefully not, because the PS5 will be out and won't be on the PS5 then. Come on, I guess they'll. Re- I guess PS5 will come out and they'll release it on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Okay, so let's talk Xbox Series X. At the Game Awards, Microsoft announced that the Xbox, the new one that's coming out holiday next year, is going to be called Xbox Series X. Yeah, that's all we know. Um, they showed it. It looks like a weird, tall PC thing. It kind of looks like an Alexa, but it's square. It's like a square Alexa that's thicker, taller, and probably puts out a lot more heat. And it's two GameCube sticks stuck on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> it, with holes on top. And I bet you, because it's called Series X, that there's going to be more than one. And I bet you the Xbox One X is still part of the Series X. So we'll see I... if I'm right. <laughs> I'm just wondering how many people are going to be able to put this in their, in their entertainment center. Are they going to have to like put it off to the you, side like a subwoofer? I bet you it goes sideways. I think they're just showing yeah. it vertical, well, and I bet you it works sideways too. Even then, that side even sideways, it's going to be hard to fit in any normal TV stand or entertainment center. Well, listen, you're supposed to set up a shrine for it, so <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> Uh, 11-Bit Studios is doing some publishing. Yeah, so they 
teased two new games, um, one from the people that made Seven, The Days Long God, which is a stealth RPG, and the other one that I'm way more excited for is the ser- people that made Moonlighter are making a new game. It's called Project Voxel. Right, we'll learn more about what those games are later. Babylon's, Fi- Babylon's Fall has a new trailer you can go check out. Uh, Bab- Vambrace Cold Soul, a game that I like on Switch, is getting a physical release. Hades is on Steam Early Access. This finally. was the first uh, Epic Game Store exclusive. That's, that's right, taking yeah. over. And uh, Hades still in Early Access, by the way. Now coming out in Steam Early Access, still not out. Ephemeral Tale is gonna uh, is uh, it's on Early Access next month. On uh, next month, yeah, January twenty fourth, twenty twenty. What kind of game is it? It's a dungeon crawling JRPG. Okay, developed the, by Dawdling Dog. Yeah, is this so, the Game Maker game that looked good to you? Is that what this, this is the Game Maker game that I'm helping with? Oh, that you're helping with. Yeah. Oh, so you you're biased. Yeah, I am. Okay, but the cool thing is, is it's sort of like um, the equipment is like the central part of your character. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool. It, mm-hmm. It's all about like it's sort of like Diablo esque loot drops. Well, I like what I saw in the video, but I'm married to you, so you can't trust anything I say. So <laughs> um, let's see. The what last else we got. remnant squeaked out on iOS and Android with zero fanfare. What? Oh, wait, really? Yep. The last remnant came out this week on iOS and Android, and like it just and kind of stealth drop. I, I'm legitimately surprised. I had no idea this happened. <laughs> here's here's why it's a game a console tile game coming out on ios that's not part of arcade so nobody cares i'm telling <laughs> you I'm telling you that's it but anyway uh you get a turbo mode for combat and a new game plus feature it looks like mm-hmm. and high speed field movement i wonder how it compares to the pc version like the new pc version the remastered pc inversion um graphically if you play it on like the highest end ipad do they let the game scale up and go super fancy or does it still look crappy because it's their mobile port and they don't put the good assets in there (gasps) oh what orange blood 3.5 of 10 ratings 3.5 out of 10 on the on the app store no 3.5 over 10 ratings okay cool thank you um orange blood has a release date for pc that's a that's a thing with the the I don't know what Orange Blood is. It's ni- it's nineteen ninety X, and the world is filled with um like mechs, like a Mega Man game, but they're all girls. And then they're fighting in a turn based side scrolling RPG sort yes. of system, or is this Mega Man Battle Network style system? How does this work? Um, I don't know. All right, it looks cool. It's been at like every show ever. Yeah, and I so... never make time to play it because I'm a terrible human being who doesn't Zach do a good job. Zach played it this year. He quite right, liked good. it. So check good. out his impression. Anyway, it's coming to PC on January 14th and 2020. And yay, we got confirmation of console releases. PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch in Q2 2020. Anna, what if there was a Digimon game that was also a tactical RPG? Oh, you mean like Digimon Survive? Would that you put play that? New artwork Would and you new play screens. That? Would you play that? Yeah, I will play it when it releases sometime right. in 2020. Uh, for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Yeah, you know what All system right. I'm playing it on. Uh xbox series x yes okay nailed it nailed it <laughs> deep sky derelicts got a second dlc i don't remember what that one is but you can go play it oh and you you got to laugh at me during the game oh, that show that's cool all right go ahead yeah um because they oh, right they started showing <laughs> <laughs> anna sees this trailer for marvel ultimate alliance 3 the black and there's order a girl and she's dressed in a green glowing outfit like, and I'm oh, like, oh it's green adding green lanterns to this like no anna that's that's not how comics work i'm like um, well who is it and he says gray. it's phoenix i said phoenix, phoenix does gray. not wear green he says yes phoenix wears green dark, dark phoenix, phoenix doesn't thinking, wear green listen and i'm like 
wait, what the? Oh. She had a really bad costume. We know it's part of that era. We just ignore it. It's over. She has better costumes now, assuming she's alive at this point in time, which you always have to check in to see what's the current status of Jean Grey. Is she alive or dead? Right. <laughs> Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's Jean, Jean Grey. Grey. <laughs> Schrodinger's Phoenix. Actually, it's Is probably not alive? as bad as I'm saying. I bet you she's just straight up dead now for quite some time. But regardless, it's comics. You can't trust anything. Um, oops. Are you, you throwing away your wedding ring? Not intentionally. All right. What else is next? Question um, of the week. What's our Christmas question it. of the week? All right. So I put all sorts of things on here, and then I realized that we have a question that we ask every year. So let's not do it again, or do we want to do it again? Well, I kind or, of want to do it Since again. we're gone for so long, you have to answer all these. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. So I'm going to move these to January, and okay. we'll figure out these questions next year. All right. All right what, question of the week. Our question of the next what three is your weeks. your holiday haul? Your holiday haul. That's right. people don't all celebrate Christmas. Christmas. We should be that. like, assuming you do gifts at this time of year, what'd you get? Hopefully a new tablet, because my current one is dying. All right. <sighs> Chris is really hard to buy for. I am. Because he either wants things... That are so expensive. Yeah, he wants things that are really expensive. Is yeah. kind of what it boils down to. Yeah. He asked for an Apple Watch this year. He's I, asked for an Apple Watch every year for three years. So I'm not getting an Apple Watch, and that's okay. <laughs> um, Alternatively, I can get him a coat that costs him hundreds of dollars. But I need a new coat. You do. <laughs> See, I think I'm getting a coat, I, ladies and gentlemen. I had to introduce my husband to the idea of confiscated presents because he bought a bunch of Lego store exclusive stuff. And I was yeah. like, okay, you can buy it, but you can't have it until Christmas. Oh, that's just... And he's like, and he's like, like what, kind of croc- what kind of crock What kind of you like that idea? Like, when I do that to you, you hate it. What are you talking about? You like that yeah, idea. No, Anna. I hate it when someone does it to me, but I love doing that to people. <laughs> that's, yeah, you're the one I like, have to do that for. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, Kelly. sorry. Well, that's what happens there are still wrapped presents in the closet. You're welcome. Uh huh. That's sorry, what Kelly. happens when you buy stuff for yourself in December after the cutoff date. After the cutoff date. Listen, he, that, he, if you're buying super expensive presenty things, yeah, I'm with you. But like, if you buy something stupid that was ten dollars on a Black Friday sale that you didn't put on a list and no one's going to get for you and it's just a good deal. Come on. You know? Yeah. And I ran into, this was the first year that I had a problem with, I have to buy this because it's so inexpensive, even though it's on my wish list, yeah. because those games were ridiculously cheap. So were they physical? Yeah. Or were they? Okay. No, no, it was physical. collection of mana and Nino Cooney on the switch. Both went like 80% off. Yeah. Because digital games are exempt from Christmas Zone treaties. Well, because you um, can't repossess them. Well, well, yeah. Well, that and all the sales and stuff. But um, no, he he got his revenge. He got to confiscate some stuff from me last week. That's what okay, I was good. doing last week during good. the show was Christmas shopping. Uh-huh. But, you know, that's that's the price you pay for buying stuff for yourself during December. I just don't it, know what's, what this really serves other than just making our spouses well, angry you know <laughs> more more stuff under the tree right. and more stuff to open so that you don't feel left out oh okay it's all about making that day as hype as possible huh yes all right i'm i'm yes. for that i'm for that day being very hype so okay i'm i'm back on board and and i had offered him multiple things like hey you want to put this under the tree and he was like no you can go ahead and have it so apparently <laughs> that's apparently the only I'm the, the only workaround is to just give it to someone like you can have this 
Oh, you meant. Oh, all right. Never mind. Mm-hmm. All right. No, that's just that apparently I'm the jerk. Okay. Okay. But... <sighs> I know, husband problems. I'm so sorry. Hey, you want to hear about the hey, new releases? Hey, thanks, Santa, for giving me the stuff I already bought. Uh-huh. Do you like, would you all like to hear about some game releases? Yeah. So uh, um, Rift Keeper oh, is coming okay. out this week on the Switch. Dauntless is available now on the Switch. And Cthulhu Saves Christmas is coming to PC probably this week or next week. But they're not still not confirming the date. Because <laughs> uh, it's Steam. All they have to do is flip a button and it's okay. live. It's not like a console. They're they just waiting until the last minute is all I'm saying. It should probably be out by now. Eh, it's going to be a Christmas gift. Uh Uh-huh. And then um, some things that aren't RPGs but are relevant to our audience. The Untitled Goose Game drops on PS4. Um, Jamestown Plus is hitting Switch this week, which is a shoot-em-up for all skill Mm -hmm. levels. Which I was... When they told that to me at PAX, I was like, whatever. Um, but then I actually watched Chris play it with a bunch of people who had no idea what they were doing, and they did pretty they, good. Yeah, you have different ships that have different skill levels ba- based on how the ship works. Some are very basic, and some are very complicated, and it's it's meant to give you more challenge if you want it, and to not be as challenging if you don't want it. Yeah, that, that was nifty. So, yeah, check it out if you're interested in shoot 'em ups but are, like me, and incredibly intimidated by the difficulty. If you already own Jamestown on Switch, I think you get plus for free, too. Uh, I didn't know it was out on the switch already i'd read that somewhere so i don't know how that works no i'm sorry i thought if you had it on pc you got the upgrade oh it was pc thank you okay i think this is the first time jamestown is coming to switch okay fair enough all right i need to get this one because i love shoot 'em ups and i am terrible at them so i i don't want to misconcept i don't know if like the easiest version of the switch i don't know if it has like story mode you know but mm-hmm. I guess you could just keep continuing. So um, you were doing a, a mission in a story mode, so I okay. think so. Well, I mean, I don't mean, I don't know if it has like super easy, the easiest mode. You gotcha. Know? Um, but um, then again, it's all it's it's a shmup, so just credit feed. Just keep hitting start to continue. You right. Know? Also coming out this week, um, Vampire: The Masquerade: Coteries of New York what? is a Telltale style game coming. How to is PC. that just sneaking out? Who's who's making this? Not the vampire people. It's somebody else. Because there's a new Masquerade game being worked on. Yeah, Vampire not... the Masquerade 2 is a separate game. Okay. Uh, Bloodlines 2 is a separate game. Coteries of New York is from somewhere. Okay. I, I don't know. I'm um, draw, draw Distance. Draw Distance. It's coming out. It's out now. Yep. It's out now. Yeah, it came out a couple PC, days ago. Consoles early next year. And so if you're into that, that's an adventure game for yeah, you. Yeah, these are the people that did the Ritual games. Okay. Which is um, another one of these weird West games. Okay. So, yeah. It looks interesting. We should um, check it out. What are y'all going to play this week? Uh, what are we going to play for the rest of the year? Yeah. Um, I have too much stuff to play. I started Dragon Quest XI S. I started Hero Land. Yep. Uh, we'll probably finish both of those. Yep. And I kind of want to play this Vampire the Masquerade game with you. And? Oh, that cat game. Nope. And? Uh, this is a trick question. What? Mario. <laughs> oh, right. We have to play Luigi's Mansion. There you go. Everyone's favorite Christmas game, Luigi's Mansion. I got it after <laughs> Halloween. Don't play me. Are you guys coughing it? That's the plan. Yeah, that's the idea. I'm a Guigi. I'm a ween. I don't know um, if we're going to be able to, but we might try. Um, we'd have to bring some equipment. 
I had picked up the 3DS games uh, last weekend, and I'm Homer gifting them to my husband for Christmas. You're it, cool. what gifting them? Uh, uh, it means b- she's giving it. them to him, but they're actually for her. Yes. Like buying Marge a bowling ball is what that's a reference yes. to. Wait, what? Wait, 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 wait. This is a Simpsons reference. Yes. Okay. Yes. An early Simpsons reference. Okay. Before it was as bad as it is now. So. When it was still done by Classic Super. We um, <laughs> we need to watch more Critic, don't we? Uh, absolutely, we should watch more Critic. Um, there's so many shows we should watch, and at the same time, we're into video games, so we have no time for it, and I'm okay with us not watching any TV, because then I feel like I'm make wasting my happy. life a little bit less than is if I... Pl- anyway, well, enough wait. of my anxiety about life. <laughs> is is Critic on Disney Plus? No. no his um, sister my owns sister has like, them the all. entire yeah. set. And okay. her, she bugged me for years to watch it. Yeah, and I'm like, one of those, I don't want to sit down and watch a yeah. whole series start to finish. It just came out at that right time. My sister and I are both into it. And so we have fond memories of that show. Buy my so book. Last, yeah, last year Buy she... Buy my book. Last year she gave me a curated set of 10 episodes. She, and I liked all of them. She displayed them. She played them for you. Yes. It wasn't 10. Did we do all 10? I think we, we didn't did. do all 10. I think we did I think like we did. four or five. Okay. We did like three and then four and then three. That's no, 10, right? we only did two nights max. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. We didn't do as many as you wanted because you got sick. You always <gasps> That's get sick. Right. That yep. migraine. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. All oh. right. So with all, with that aside, <laughs> I'm gonna play more Path of Exile. Then I'm gonna be going away, and I don't know if I'll be able to play it successfully in Omaha. So I'm gonna play more Pokemon. That's my my Christmas game is Pokemon, and then some Luigi's Mansion maybe with Anna or adventure games with Anna, and then. Uh, apparently also playing some xbox games for my dad so he can watch me play the movie oh games. yes yes your dad really likes watching the movie games the movie games yeah which is like when i say play some sort of cinematic action game like tomb raider or something like that the movie play games. death stranding no <laughs> we don't no. own it yet oh L- listen he's not into art house films <laughs> If I gave him the controller Kelly. when the baby was crying, he'd Kelly. be the person who would shake the shit out of the controller. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, I brought you a metaphor. <laughs> anyway, um, what do we got? Uh, oh, well, Peter, what are you playing? I will be still very deep in the Persona. You'll I never doubt I'll finish see before. It <laughs> I didn't see it coming, and it came, and now it's here. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'll finish. Uh, maybe I'll finish one before the end of the year, but I don't. I doubt I'll finish both. So that'll likely be it for quite a while. What about uh, Alex Fuller? Yeah, probably the same stuff I mentioned in now playing, and I'm tempted to try and play some Final Fantasy fourteen. But nice. we'll see. I I need to get back to that too. Oh man. Every Me week, too. I feel more guilty about 14. Yeah, I haven't played since I finished Shadowbringers. So. I haven't finished Shadowbringers. That's why I feel real bad, you know? I've started and didn't finish it, and it's so good. But the ending's, so, the ending's I, the best part. I know, I know. I'm stuck on this stupid fight, and I have so much left to play, and I'm, I just... I have, no, I have no excuse. I have no valid excuse. I'm just wrong. Yeah. You're better off than me. I need to finish Stormblood. Yeah, just tough through that, and then you get... I need to get... finish the original game. <laughs> you should wait for the patch that fixes the post-game. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. you should do at that point. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kelly's nose, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did that stuff when it was still relevant, and uh -huh. it still felt like a slog. Oh, it was bad. Well, why don't you make Chris... Oh, no, you can't. Yeah, you can make Chris run to all the places of his... With my, I'll no, drive you that, around that, that, with the car. Yeah. Yep, I drive you around yeah. with the car. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not in their fast spaces, so you can't do the flying. Yeah, yeah, all the, yeah. there's no, no flying. It's too early. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way around. That's why they need to fix it. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, it's so bad. All right. Um, let's see. The uh, that leaves who? Kelly? Did we talk? Yes, about I. I am uh, going to be all trails all the time until I either finish or finish. So. Okay. Either finish or move to Finland. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why not? My okay. favorite band is out of Finland. Perfect. So. All right. Perfect. Perfect. <sighs> Thanks, everybody. That's it for Thank the year. You. That's it for game. That's it for uh, RP Gamer for this year. No, it's our bit for RPG Cast. RP Gamer will keep going, and it's and I think we're planning the Game of the Year cast already. Anna? Yeah, so we're gonna do Game oh, wow. of the Year and Game of the Decade um, features. But again, we do all of those in January and February because games come out in December, and, and we, we don't like think they should thorough. be ineligible for. We probably should just get over year. ourselves and just do it in December. No, I okay. like no. the way we do it. I agree with Anna because I like I usually get something for Christmas that came out in December. But if we um, if we record it earlier, we could release it when we're not doing regular episodes and be like, "Haha, here's a present for you, uh, an episode during the week we're yeah, not but doing I the mean, show." I mean, as we've kind of discovered ourselves, there's a finite amount of time between yeah, when right. we leave for Christmas holiday and when we get back. Where when do we have time to listen to podcasts? Uh huh. Fair enough. Okay. And we drive for eight hours. You're right. You're right. Well, that we're going to listen to that story about Elizabeth Holmes is what we're going to Oh, do. yeah, the yeah. blood lady. <laughs> All right. So thanks, And everybody. that MSM marketing scam uh, podcast, we, too. We don't have enough time to do both of those, unfortunately. Oh, damn. We have to pick one. Oh, um, then let's do the crazy blood lady. And then there's the lady. Game of the Year stuff from Giant Bomb that will be coming out. We have, we have more stuff, content, than there is time to fill during that drive. Exactly. The drive will feel short for once. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll be here in January. So January, what is it? fourth or fifth this is, is that... our first full decade that we've been recording thanks everybody what a yes. cool that's been decades um, what what's up oh no i was just gonna say thank you for a great cast oh, and thank you for hiring me this decade mm -hmm. yay and i look forward to a great 20s you have the chance of being the biggest mistake of the decade but you weren't so. No, Chris. It wasn't a mistake at all, is what I mean. Okay. Oh, I'm just going to stop talking I was gonna now. Say, they're, they're <laughs> backhanded for you. No, I I was hired the same year that Trump was elected, so... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right, let's... Uh, no politics right now. Let's just get out <laughs> of this. Sorry. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next decade. And uh, thank, we love you, and thank you for being on... Uh, all of you guests, thank you, Dale North and Forecast and and Ed Walker. I haven't thanked him for a while. He does nothing now with the show, but it's still cool to thank him because thanking Ed what used to be a, in my notes to do during every show, so <laughs> it's fun to me to call back to that. And then uh, let's see what else. Um, thank uh, you, listeners. Write in with uh, your holiday hauls to podcastrpgamer.com. Call or text us at 608-729-4098 and uh, leave your feedback in the show thread. And then, in addition, um, let, send us feedback about 
ways to improve the show because those are always good to hear. I'm going to well. have to pick my the- my game theme for 2020. Maybe mm-hmm. I should do another backlog year. No, you just did one. No, 2015 was my backlog year. No, last and year was a backlog year. Th- no, 2017 was my Vita year. That's a backlog okay, at that point. But that was more than two years Thanks, ago. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you in a decade after, or next decade after Anna figures out what she's doing. Until then, goodbye. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Happy um, RPG playing. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Happy Return Day. Happy Amazon gift receipt finding day, um, et cetera, et cetera. Our family is actually pretty good at that, I gotta admit. Yeah. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.